This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, September 4th, 2018, episode 109. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Infection. He is unfortunately joining me via the internet because it was a, it was a yes. lot more fun when we were hanging out in person. Brian with an I, Aldridge. Hey, Brian. How are you? Hello. And it seems like it's a lot easier when we're in person as well. There's not that little delay. What? I mean, it's it's seamless. Yeah. What delay? So, hey. Hey, Brian, Brian, you there? Are you, are you there? Kind of like last week where I I'm not going to cut out. you off whenever you're, you know, every time you start talking, I'm not going to just talk on top of you, right? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, last last week, my internet connection topped out totally. So that's true. Uh, with the the live thing, at least. Well, I guess if if we both dropped out, we're all gone all together. So well, I can't possibly drop. I can't drop out, or the <laughs> computer would stop working. So yeah. So, all right, if you want to find me hey, at Brian, why don't you give me your social network? If, oh, oh, sorry, you were talking. I didn't oh, the delay. Good. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Thank you. If you want to find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, of course, my blog, biteoftech.com, and make sure you go and check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. On there, we have links to our show notes. We're going to have uh, a lot of information. We'll probably have information on this set of show notes, especially that we don't get to due to all of our PAX coverage. Uh, we still have, I put, links to a lot of different updates that happened this past week so we will mention which ones uh, are on there that we didn't cover but that would be a good use of the show notes is to go and click through each of those links check out some of the videos that we may not get to uh, and, and and just we'll also probably have links to our our actual things that we're going to play today from PAX uh, also if you uh, follow our YouTube channel if you look on the right hand there it has a link that says YouTube that'll We'll be posting our videos that we did record right onto there into a playlist. Um, also, we have our Twitch channel, our Discord, which is a great place if you want to suggest news throughout the week. Um, if you would like to uh, hang out, talk about whatever games, maybe play games and uh, and use the voice chat there, you're more than welcome to. We have a, a really good community. Um, also, I know there's people that listen and they, uh, they're they not a part of that. Uh, I would ask you to consider getting in there because uh the ads it's kind of like a level up with our podcast uh it kind of takes you to the next level and helps us to get to know you so and that's and when i guess we can say from pax one of the cool things is uh lance you know who originally threw h1z1 and the podcast uh we were able to get to know him and he was there at pax with us this past week and also sean who i knew more from before but uh, we, he came and helped us as well, and they were both very helpful. I mean, that was something that was really nice is they were able to come out and, uh, and help us with running the equipment and, and just hanging out and having fun. I mean, it had been a, maybe a little more awkward just having Nick and I there, I guess, with three beds and, and sharing the same bed with no other people there would have seemed kind of weird, Nick. What are you talking about? <laughs> Here's our, like, uh, Nick, Nick, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's, there's a bed out there, Nick. Oh, no, no, it's uh, fine. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, it's scary out there, Brian. Um, hey, for uh, for the audience, <laughs> you're, you're a real comedian. 
Um, for our audio listeners, uh, I'll post this in the show notes as well, but it's on our Twitter. You can see our Motley crew hanging out in the uh, Fortnite uh, mini golf room, uh, the the Fortnite burger. Uh, we were hanging out yes. there, and uh, the Der Burger, the Der Burger, and uh, oh, that's the wrong camera shot. Um, I do want to say quickly that there are two extra YouTube videos from PAX West. There's one extra podcast. So we did a PAX West pre-show, which was about an hour long. It's on YouTube. And then we did a uh, an hour and a half post-show, which is on the podcast, which people have, I'm sure have listened to. Well, I know they've listened to it at this point. So, uh, But maybe if you don't subscribe to any of the platforms and you only watch live, there are two extra kind of shows per se from PAX that took place plus all of the interviews and stuff all over on our YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was PAX West. We, we, we yes. did it. And, um, what are your, uh, what, I, I mean, I guess before we get into everything else news wise, I mean, what was your, what was your, th- what was your thoughts on PAX West, Brian? Uh, so to, I guess East. One, one thing that we noticed right away is a very different layout of building. Yep. Uh, now, we with PAX East, it is in March in Boston, Boston, and yeah. so there, Boston, Boston, whatever it is, Boston, it's Boston, uh, and and it was very, uh, it was very, very cold, so you didn't really feel tempted. Thank you. He's playing a nice slideshow of our <laughs> exciting times. Uh, it was very cold over there, and uh, and so you didn't really feel tempted to walk down the street and see what was what was around. Uh, we didn't go wandering around the convention center because it was freezing cold. Yep. Uh, here, one one thing that was really nice, we had a, a little more time. We yeah, gave ourselves two more, two more days, which is huge, to to be able to get everything done. And so we had time to wander around and and see the the city. I mean, we we, we didn't go all over the city, but we got to see uh, just different areas of, of Seattle and just kind of get the atmosphere and 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 hang out and go to dinner and just do stuff. And so that was kind of nice uh, to be able to do that. And I think that made it much easier on us because uh, I remember last year we were exhausted. Yeah, we went to uh, the crab pot because we this yeah. was we didn't go to the uh, to the docks until Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night. Yeah. No, and so they were closed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sunday night. They were closed. Mm-hmm. And then we were leaving that next morning. Uh, so we couldn't really go there and check it out. And plus, it was a holiday. So I don't know what would really have been, been open anyways, but uh, we got a nice dinner there. Lance Lance ate a ton of seafood. <laughs> yeah, like an unhealthy amount of seafood and bread. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a couple loaves of bread and, a, and, a, and three quarters of <laughs> of a two-man's portion of uh, seafood. But it was it was great. We had a, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We had a blast. Uh, I was, when I, when uh, when uh, Brian, when I said body in the airport, Brian and Brian and I were the last two to break apart. When every, after everybody else left, I was I was a little I was sad. I was a little a little a little upset. We had a, we had a really good time. Um, yeah. Obviously, PAX West itself was was awesome. Uh, we met so many cool people, uh, for, in, both industry people, and we we saw so many cool costumes and just the whole. We're all geeks. We're all nerds, and yeah. to just be kind of wrapped up in all that for three days. Non-stop, almost. We were at the convention center from most days ten or eleven in the morning till five or six in the you know, four, five, six in the evening. To be just wrapped up yeah. in and around that all day was a lot of fun as a as a as a, as a nerdy gamer. So that was a that was yes. a lot that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, as you said, we were able to 
do some thing. We, we did some trivia in Seattle. We did some uh, some eating, some some shopping, you know, in and around like local. We went to a local comic book shop and all, all that fun stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I said this in the um, our post show, but I do really want to thank all of the the people that make made the trip possible through through the people that yeah. directly donated through uh, the 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 Streamlabs donation goal to the people that do the Twitch Prime subscriptions, the people that buy the Humble Bundle using our affiliate link, the Amazon um, uh, affiliate code, the Twitch bits, all of that. Every single penny of that goes towards and, and, and essentially went for paying for our Airbnb dinner one night and a couple of Ubers. That, that, it, 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 it covered a lot of that stuff on the trip, which, which was a lot of fun yeah. and we really appreciate it. So thanks to everybody. Um, next week we will announce our, um, we'll go through and we'll recap everything. We'll announce the winner of our, our, uh, canvas art contest. So we'll do that next on next week's program. We got a lot of news to get into this week. Next week should be a little bit lighter. So do that next week, but I really do want to give a huge shout out to everybody who, uh, supported us and made this trip possible. We had a lot of fun and, um, boy, we're already trying to plan out. Of, of what gaming event or maybe which gaming events we want to attend next year. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's PAX East, PAX West, South, E3, GDC. There's GDC. a lot of gaming events in, in the U.S. next year and trying to figure out which ones or which one, which ones we want to go to and, and how we're going to facilitate that. So I really do want to thank everybody for uh, for making that possible. And there we go again um, to our friend uh, PHVCK for the resub. Pack. What does it say? Pax has. Pax has no Pax games. Has no games. Well, I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, um, but we do have some games. We actually have a couple interviews. About four interviews we're going to play uh, on the show this evening, and all these will be up on YouTube as well. But uh, we'll be playing those on the show this evening because we did inter- we did eight interviews, um, which was uh, we were a little concerned after day day two because we'd only had about, we only did four, we only had four interviews after two days. We couldn't. We just we we, we weren't we weren't. We were striking out with with getting interviews lined up, and fortunately, on the third day, we were able to to pick up three or four more, and it was able to. Well, and I think, I think the positive thing of that though was we went and we did legwork to get interviews that I think no one else was able to get because yeah. we were like, here's a specific game that we want to talk to somebody at about. Is a dev here, and we would track down a dev where they weren't generally giving an interview. Yeah, so it gave us an opportunity to talk to some people. Uh, and get those interviews that you're probably not going to see because we didn't generally base it on the uh, the email list that we got. We yeah. said here we, we, went, we walked around. To be honest, yeah, we walked around and we found we looked at pretty much every booth, multiple. We times. think every booth. We 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 damn yep. it. We covered that entire show. We walk, We must have walked through that show floor. Yeah, not quite a number of times. Half a dozen times. Yes, and so we said we looked at each game and we're like, okay, what games? seem interesting and then rather that rather than relying on them offering to us or anything we went and said hey is there a dev here is there someone we can talk to about this game and sometimes they're like oh we do okay one is we i guess we can do this since we weren't able to get a uh interview with them was the forest we've never talked to anybody about the forest they had the forest there at the playstation booth and and we went and asked and said hey is the dev for the forest here and one person said yes from playstation uh, but they weren't sure where they were at. And so we came back like four or five times. I, was about, I remember correctly. We came back so many times that PlayStation staff members were asking us if we had done the interview because they kept seeing our stupid asses walking back and forth. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and then finally one had checked back and said, Hey, we found out that they're not here. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to work that out and still <clears throat> yeah. try to get something worked out for that. But, uh, yeah, we, we made our, we made our leg work and I, I just, uh, and it, uh, I think it paid off. I absolutely, I just pulled up my activity monitor from my Apple watch and, uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday combined, I did 38,728 steps. Now, there was some walking in, in, in Seattle, but just to, that kind of gives you the the idea of, of how much we were out and about. I think I walked, I think we walked eight miles on Friday. Yeah. Which is a, which is a lot a lot of walking, and, and, and we're not saying this is a complaint, but to say that we, we scoured every inch of that show floor, finding any game that was... Of, of any interest to the, to the survival genre and to the thing. And, and part of what I think we're going to be working on over the next couple months here, Brian, is changing the definition of survival. I think you and yeah. I have got to change that definition because when you think survival, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the first thing is zombie. You think of survival, yeah. you think zombie. You think zombie, you th- you th- survival, it, it's zombie, something, it, it, it's zombie. So you think Daisy, H1Z, and zombie. That's not the case. There's plenty of other games that are the true definition of survival. And I think we've just got to, when I say we, I mean, we as the community have just got to expand our, 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 I guess almost, I guess our vocabulary a little bit and and re re, redefine what survival means because it's changed what it meant in 20, when we started the show in 2015 is a lot different than what it means now in 2018. There's a lot of new different games that are, hardcore survival that don't involve zombies or or base building and, and and things like that so we've got a lot of that stuff um i think that i think here. they also the lines are starting to be blurred uh i think before people would make okay we're going to follow the definition of a survival game and we're going to make a survival game yep uh, and, and i think now you're seeing this blending and this merging of games to where you're getting battle royale survival more I mean, you're getting Battle Royale. It used to be Battle Royale was exactly the same recipe for all of the Battle Royale games. Yep. And now you're starting to see a Battle Royale game with survival elements in it. You're doing more. They, they, I think people are trying to make it to where there's more to a Battle Royale game and there's more to even the Call of Duties. I mean, if you look at uh, Battlefield, Battlefield is turning around and adding BR elements and survival elements to their base game, which is they were more close to a call the original call of duty, you know, as far as the gunplay and stuff like that, you would think of them closer to that. But if you look, they're trying to transition to where it's not just a, uh, a shooter game, a shooter game.exe, uh, that, but they're more of a, of, of, of adding in these other elements. So there's more depth to a game. So I think that, uh, I think we're going to see more and more things. Um, one we'll be talking about is dying light. I mean, they're, they're changing the definition of, of of what that game is as well. So of I think we're going to see that is. with more and more of these titles. Of, uh, yeah, what BR is. I think we're going to see what their BR is different than the the standard BR that uh, Brendan Brendan put across. So yeah, the original. I think we're going to see that happen more and more. <clears throat> yeah. So we got a we got a lot of that to get into. We've got some videos that we'll uh, that we'll run into uh, that we'll go into as well. Um, what are we doing for game of the week this week, though, Brian? Um, so I was thinking, so I think we can do rocket league as a group now. I wouldn't, we just did put it a couple weeks ago. Okay. Cause they did their patch. Yeah. We just did and, that a couple and, weeks ago and they put out their season pass. So, or their, their thing comes out tomorrow. So I wasn't sure 
if you want to do that because then we could actually do console play but um we can but i think i want to say we did it like four weeks four or five weeks ago yeah so do you have a preference i mean i'm i i don't care what we do no i guess we should have discussed my wife's gonna be out of town so rocket league not doing rocket league is fine she'll be mad that she did it we did it when she's gone no i don't know um all right let's uh why don't we do some Fortnite? I think that's a great idea. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done Fortnite. We've got some people that are more skilled at it now. Maybe they can carry us yeah. through some games. Fortnite will be but good. let's do some let's do some Fortnite. Because I don't think we did Fortnite. We did. We did when we, we last planned. I, we did last, we get distracted. No, nah, we've else? we've done it in the past couple months, but I think that's a uh, we we last time we had a good turnout for it. So we'll do that again. We probably did that probably eight weeks ago or so. So uh, yeah, there you go. Fortnite. Uh, we do our uh, game of the week. We may have some some new people listening. Uh, our our hype man extraordinaire, Mister uh, Mister Landgun, uh, was was we handed out almost, we handed out seventy dog tags. Um, we get uh, we're fortunate enough to get we we get we get dog tags printed up. I don't have my keys with. Do you have one in in, in arm's reach? Um, um, no, I don't. Get, I didn't bring Bun back from this round. Okay. So. Well, it's the same as last year, but I don't have my keys with me. But we got dog tags made um, with that have got the name of our show on it and our Twitter and our Twitch. So we may have some new people joining us uh, for the first time this evening. So our game of the week is every Friday night at, at 8 p.m. Eastern, we do a what we call our game of the week. We pick a game, and everybody shows up in Discord. We play, um, we play, we play the game hang out and chat for a little while. Sometimes after it, we end up pl- playing another game after a couple hours. And uh, it's just kind of a cool way to hang out and do something on your Friday night if you're uh, if you're home and you got nothing else to do. So that's what we do every Friday night, our Infection Game of the Week. This week, we'll be playing some Fortnite. They had a huge presence at um, at PAX West, which I don't know if we'll get into today, uh, We may, but we'll get into that over the next couple of weeks as we, uh, as we go through our PAX coverage. And I'm gonna have my plan is to have all of the interviews out on YouTube this week. So, if you're listening to this podcast now on a on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday when you're listening to this podcast, this show will be out. Uh, all of the PAX videos will be out by the end of the week. So subscribe to our YouTube channel um, for that. I think we should open with the exclusive that we've got here, Brian, um, <clears throat> and. I don't know how much you want to intro this. You do, you, you, I I don't, I think you do a good enough job in the video, but we saw a game at PAX West, again, nestled in a booth. They were nestled within the Twitch booth, and that was Rend. Brian has talked about Rend in the past. um, And just, I mean, mainly that it was, it was released about three weeks ago. Yeah. uh, But we didn't really get a good concept. I mean, we knew it was survival, right? Uh, but we didn't really get a deep dive into the depth of the game. And so we had an opportunity to sit down with uh, the developers of Rend, and, and they they showed us. And now what we're going to show you is actually an interview that we had, we did after the fact. Yeah. Uh, but they sat down with us in a separate time uh, for about 30, 40 minutes and just showed us all the things coming up in the game. And so that it was, it was really interesting, showed things that hadn't been announced yet. Um, and it was, uh, in the game, we'll, we'll go into what, what we feel about the game and, and, uh, kind of some depth into it here in a second, but let's go and play that interview because they do a really good job of, of describing, uh, some of the elements of brand. 
here, PAX West 2018 here in Seattle, Washington, and with Tyler, who works for Frostkeep, and they have a product called Rend. Uh, this is something that really fits into our audience, so we wanted to get some information for you that when this comes out, it's actually new information, uh, so some stuff that will be a first peak. And so, uh, first of all, we ran into you, and this was something we saw the, some information about, and we're like, this is the kind of game that our audience would really enjoy playing. Uh, so you gave us an opportunity here yesterday to sit down with you and go over some really good information about the game, and we wanted to get a quick recording here so they could get some of, uh, some of that information directly. So what is Rend, first of all? So Rend is a uh, faction-based fantasy competitive survival game. So uh, some of the things we do that are kind of a little bit different from other survival games, uh, immediately when you join the game, you're put on a faction. So you have a bunch of other people that are working towards the same goal, and that goal is to actually win the game. That's where the competitive part comes in. Uh, you're working with your team to collect these spirits uh, in this world inspired by Norse mythology, uh, and the first to collect uh, enough spirits to win the game actually ends the game, and you ascend to basically become the new Norse pantheon of gods. Uh, the server resets, and you start again. So you get to keep, keep uh, in that loop of playing that match over and over and over. So you said that there are multiple factions. Mm -hmm. uh, from our talk yesterday, three factions? Yep, currently, that are game supports three cur factions. currently three factions in this game. What makes each of those, is there anything that makes those factions unique? Are they pretty balanced? Is there something that differentiates them other than zone or maybe some colors and gear? So we're definitely going for a more balanced approach because our game, like I said, is competitive. So we, uh, the starting areas are actually all mirrored, so everyone has the same starting experience and the same flow through the zones. Uh, they do collide together eventually. It's a very much a PvP-focused game, so you'll be having the factions fighting each other. Um, other than just kind of flavor and theming, uh, and then obviously the faction color, uh, they're pretty much the same. Uh, and you can join on any one of them. We do want people to be able to like switch teams between games so that you're not necessarily tied down to one faction forever. Okay, so uh, as far as, I guess, classes or something that when you go into a game and you have your character, like what makes your character unique when you're going in there? Uh, is there anything that when a person first starts, uh, they're, you know, they're weaker? Like what are they gonna be doing to make their character theirs as they progress and become a stronger character? So we have tons of progression in Rend. Uh, our background, our studio DNA is rooted in a lot of MMORPGs, just RPGs in general. So we have uh, talents, which is kind of a kind of standard class progression. It's interesting because you actually get to pick two and your class is sort of the intersection between your two choices and the, uh, the points you spend. Uh, we have skills. So as you do something, you just get better at doing that. And then that also allows you to pick some perks along the way to customize your character even more. Uh, crafting has some person, uh, personal progression uh, baked into it where a lot of people identify as I'm the bow crafter, I'm gonna spend all my time going down the bow crafting trees and unlocking all those recipes and then someone else might be the armor crafter and help out their whole faction by providing armor for everybody. Um, there's even a uh, another progression system that keeps uh, that you keep when the game ends, so you carry it over to your next game called the Ascension System. Uh, that's something that just kind of happens behind the scenes. You get to buy kind of these lightweight perks uh, that allow you to carry some things forward, like save a pet from last game, bring it into this game. Um, you know, just general perks, some stuff that speeds up the, the early game. So after you've played the early game for like three or four times, you probably don't need to go through every step of it again. And I noticed that you have some pretty interesting mounts and just some things you don't see in a lot of this style of game up until this point. Um, also, you had some really beautiful worlds in there. So what, uh, what can people expect as far as maybe a starting world versus something that they would see later in the game? 
Uh, so our game very much is still a survival game, so everywhere's trying to kill you in some way. Uh, but in the early game, we're like a little bit more friendly. We have a little bit softer zones that aren't necessarily trying to kill you aggressively right out of the gates, give you a little time to get your feet underneath you and figure out what the game's all about. Uh, very quickly, though, you can progress into very dangerous areas that will offer all sorts of opportunities uh, for you to kind of have to deal with the environment, deal with the creatures there. Um, one cool thing about our game is all the creatures in our game are tameable. So to use these either mounts or pets, which is uh, pretty awesome. It's a very long tail form of progression. You're going to be chasing all these pets throughout the game uh, and using them. They all have different strengths and weaknesses, so you're going to want to pick them up and use them for different uh, different purposes. They're kind of a, a toolkit of things that you want to use. And that sounds like it's a little bit of influence from maybe someone who worked here at uh, Blizzard with, with WoW, because that's one thing I really appreciated. Um, and, you know, they don't do it so much anymore with, with hunters and being able to go out and tame those pets. And you had all these different pets. For me, that was an aspect of that game that I really didn't really enjoyed. Yeah, that's very much what we're aiming for. We want our game is a, an inherently social game. You're on a faction. You're supposed to be working together. Uh, and we think this faction size, which is up to 20 people online at a time, is a big enough community that you feel like you can accomplish some really large goals and do some powerful things in the game, but then it's also small enough that people still know each other. Like you're still, I am the bow crafter, and you guys know that, and you're gonna bring your materials to me to craft the bow, or I'm, he's the guy that tamed that really awesome pet and is riding it around, and he's so cool. He's the leader of our faction. We're gonna follow him into battle. Um, so that's kind of what we wanted to create, is a social community that's uh, big enough to feel, feel inclusive and small enough to still feel like you know people. And that's what our group personally, we found that 20-something people was was right at that zone of everybody knew everyone. You felt like a tight knit group at that at that level, uh, and but you still had enough uh, variation to where you did have a group of people, and that was here's how they helped. So uh, when right now people can go to the Steam Marketplace or they can go to rengame.com. Uh, go ahead, and it's out now, and they're going to be. Is, is there any information, anything that is coming up that you haven't discussed? that uh, by the time we air this is going to be different from when we're talking at this moment. So, I mean, we've, we went into early access three weeks ago. We've been making changes to the game kind of nonstop. There's uh, been like multiple patches a week to update and kind of uh, address player feedback, keep the game rolling forward. Uh, some of the things coming up that we haven't shown off yet because they're not in the game yet, uh, we, we did a sneak peek with you guys to show off a new creature, uh, some new armor sets, and even kind of uh, a new in a new zone, which is going to be kind of the core of our first major content push. Um, we think we're really excited for how all these things are going to go into the game, how they're going to change the game and give players more of what they're looking for. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's going to be an exciting few, exciting month or so for end in the next month. Very good. So I think this is something we'll be talking about it here for uh, the for, you know, forecoming future as something as they put out their updates and put out new content. We'll show that each week. And so if you want to go check out Rend, make sure you go to the website, check it out on Steam and give it a run for yourself because it, it's a, a nice large world. You can go out there. There's a lot to discover. And we're always looking for those games that can interest the people that are watching this, that, that we think will pull them in and keep them playing for a period of time. And I think, that, I think Rend is one of them. So thank you very much for meeting with us this week and good luck for the rest of PAX. And we will see you guys here on Tuesday. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so there was our, there was our interview with, uh, with Rend. And as Brian said, we had that um, about half an hour preview where they just brought us, uh, we, were, we just sat, they had a TV hooked up to a laptop and they were, uh, showing us all, a whole bunch of different things that um, things that I don't know if we can talk about. So I'm, I'm not going to try to no, go. No, actually, they said they said whatever we saw there, we can talk about today. Yeah, but I didn't see it. I haven't seen any patch notes. So I, that's why I'm a little hesitant. Oh. Um, so I'm going to 
we saw some interesting things in it. I, I haven't seen any updates from them yet today, so that's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump into that. But we uh, okay. we had the opportunity to to uh, to see Ren, and Ren looks pretty interesting. Um, it, it was it's hard to describe the game. Um, you kind of have to just sit down and actually look at it and get a walkthrough, uh, or have somebody yeah. explain it to you. And and we we were fortunate to do that. It's just hard to hard to do if you weren't looking at the the, the video screen. So. Three factions, twenty players, sixty person servers. There's a a, a, a bar in the middle, um, a meter that, based on objectives that you complete and things that you complete, you are racing the two other factions to um, essentially win the game. And after the game is to won, ascend. to ascend. And after the game is won, the whole server resets back to square one. Uh, the server itself does, and some of your character elements do, but others uh, pro- uh, uh, stay constant through a, through a reset. So it's a very interesting yeah. concept. You'll, you'll gather those points. As you, as you ascend, if you guys get first place, you get points that you then can spend and get some special abilities that are those permanent abilities. Yeah. Uh, so that was something that was unique that you don't really see with server resets. And it was it's kind of like the arc... Um, uh, what is it? The arc... Uh, uh, What's the with the meteor? Resets, it's um, a not apocalypse. Extinction server. Extinction server. Yes, where mm-hmm. it, where it resets. It's it, it, and, and instead of it being a set period of time, because that's about the only difference, is it um it, it resets whenever when some team wins. So if you're yeah. on a server where everybody is playing twenty four seven, you may complete it in four to six weeks. If you're playing a little bit of a longer game, slower game, it could take. 10 to 12 weeks to complete um, yeah. or not complete, but before, before the goal is hit in the, in the server somebody resets. Hits. And so the first game might be a longer one. Uh, one thing they're asking in chat is, is this 20 versus 20 versus 20, the only mode? Yes, it's three factions. And so you're on, when you join, you're one of the factions yeah. and right now it's 60 players per server. Uh, and so you have to join one of those factions. It's not like the other survival games where you're just kind of running around and doing your own thing. They're encouraging that you join up and, and play with other people. Uh, you, you work together because your goal is to beat those other factions and to uh, be the top on the server. Yeah, I um, I'm very interested in Ren. Um, the the people I'm actually wearing wearing my Ren shirt right now. Um, they, they they gave us some shirts and some swag at the show, which was a lot of fun. Um, everybody in the everybody on the team. There you go. Brian's showing off a little uh, little wristband there. Everybody on the team was was super cool and very nice to us, um, and gave yes. us plenty of time to ask questions and all that. So uh, in in the future, we're hoping to have somebody from the Ren team on the program live uh, or in or in some type of interview fashion, and uh, they seem pretty willing to do that. So we're, hopefully that'll be here when they've got some you know something big that they that they want to bring up and talk about, but. I think we've made a again the why these events are so important is making the the connection we made a great connection um with uh with i don't want to say anybody's name but with with uh, with a, with an individual that was she was scheduling all of the interviews i thought we made a very good connection with her uh and funny enough she happened to also work on uh on uh, the the on the daybreak team the h1z1 team uh many moons when it ago, was sony online when it was soe right. so <clears throat> we made great connections um and the ren folks were super gracious to us and uh well i'm excited to get into their game they did hint at the possibility of giving us some keys to give away so in the next couple of weeks we may have some keys as well to give away but if not you can get the game right now it's on steam it's 29.99 
It came out July 31st, so it's it's it, it hasn't been out that long. It's been out a couple weeks at this point, and it's got a very interesting mechanic. And this and and why I said we need to kind of rewrite the definition of survival is this game is survival to the T. Base yeah. building, uh, server <clears throat> excuse uh, base building, uh, server based uh, uh, events that happen, server based things that happen, uh, animals that you can you can ride. Uh, you can kill things in the environment. The PV there's PVE and PVP. I mean, this game is is survival, survival to the bone, um, but it just doesn't have zombies, so it doesn't yeah. necessarily fit that. Um, they, but they're bringing in some of those MMO kind of like saying was saying about those melding this, of, of things. They're bringing in some of those MMO aspects that people really enjoy into a survival game this is what i thought h1z1 was going to be when they changed that kind of into an mmo with the whole base building system i thought what i pictured with that is besides the server reset this is how i kind of imagined h1z1 would be the bases are in kind of a dome that is only rateable via only rateable at certain uh times or days or it's not rateable all the time if not there's a, a kind of a force field around it so th- there's a lot of those elements that i thought h1z1 was going to turn into and yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was, um, I thought it was quite interesting. They were at Gamescom just a couple of weeks ago, and they were at PAX West showing off the game. They were in the Twitch booth at West. They had a steady line of people. Every time we walked by the Twitch booth, there were people uh, standing out there playing the game. Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't play the game because we sat down and and th- they showed us around the world for half an hour. I, I didn't really feel that we needed to play it. I didn't really have an, I didn't really have any need to at that point. Saying we'd already gotten a really in-depth uh, dive into the game, so that's Rend. Um, you can check them out at their website, rendgame.com. Again, it's on Steam. It's twenty nine ninety nine, and it was. Um, I I was I think this was the game I was the most excited. Walking out yeah. of the interview, seeing this game, I I was very very excited to 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 for the future of this game, for all of the opportunities yeah. that are possible with this game. As Brian mentioned in and the it interview, to be very. It seemed to be very stable. Uh, the graphics are beautiful, so that was something that attracted me. And and as, as you mentioned in the interview, Brian, there's some WoW people that are on this team. So the MMO element of of the game is clearly has got some inspiration from WoW. Um, but then it's but it's not as hardcore as WoW. It doesn't appear. It looks like it's a yeah. it's a it's a casual MMO, which is tough, which is really tough. So it, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do coming forward. They're they're full steam ahead. Um, they 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 were sparing no expense at, at PAX West. They're they're all all hands on deck with this with this game. Um, so now Ducky's saying, you know, this feels like it would be a huge time sink, and uh, and that I think that's the beauty of this is because there's a time, there's a, a reset, there's a a time that you're aiming to to get a goal completed, right? You're trying to get it to where you ascend in this game. You can say, "All right, I'm going to play this, and I'm going to do this session." Like you don't have to do it. We don't have to continue a server all the time. You can have a group of players and say, "Hey, we're going to run this one one playthrough. You know, this month we'll have it uh, where we're all going to cooperate together and play." And then you don't have to keep doing it. I mean, if someone wants to keep doing it, you can. You still have those points that you can spend. You know, you can apply them to your count, and then when you feel like doing another like a month play or, or three weeks of play, then you can do it again the next time. Uh, it's not something that you have to do like with Conan we run into. Uh, if you're on a public server, you can't take three months off 
and expect anything to be left. Yeah. You know, you, you pretty much have lost everything and you've started over. Uh, with this, if you take a couple months off and don't play, and then you come back and join in on a, a you know, right after a, a ascension is finished, you're in the same boat as you would have been. Like, and everybody else is starting with you. So you're not way behind. So I think that that's kind of a draw that they were trying to get with uh, doing those extinction servers on Arc that I don't think they quite got the result. Of I mean, maybe people play that on a regular basis, but uh, we weren't really drawn to that. Well, the problem because with, it was just resetting. Well, and, and I don't know if this was mentioned in the interview or not. <clears throat> I, I don't think it was. Um, but there are certain early game elements that once you have ascended or have been on a server that has ascended and the game resets, you don't have to do those same beginning game elements over again. I think he gave the example yeah. of crafting a learning the recipe to make a, a, a pickaxe or something like that. Those early you can game put your elements, points into that and you'll start out with that axe. Yes, because it's assumed that because you, you've been on a server that's ascended. You, it, it, it's not going to make you waste the time, which is the biggest problem with Ark is the beginning of Ark is very slow and tedious. You're building yeah. your first base in Ark that past thatch is a huge pain in the ass. It takes forever. Um, it's very, very slow. The thatch bases are easy, but when you create that first wood base, it, it requires a huge amount of material to make. And it's just a very slow process. Um, rend is designed to be reset so they've they've been able to counter those early game the super meta elements that that a game like arc you just have to deal with every time like taming your first dinosaur in arc huge pain in the ass you have no base to go to it's just it's annoying well and and that's the thing is if you look at arc with the with their system what is the goal the goal is to be the strongest on the server before the time runs out uh and then you just get a with the uh, extinction, then you just get to start over. Like nothing came out of it except for a server wipe. Uh, with this, if you can get first, there's actually a goal to get first, so that I would assume you get more points to be able to spend on those upgrades. Yeah. So, so that actually gives you a reason other than we're just trying to play before the time runs out to see who can kill each other more or you know get more dinosaurs. Like that's kind of a personal thing. You don't really get to see who is ahead. Who's doing better? And, and so this, I think this is a more creative way of dealing with that. Now, the Crinkle Latin chat is saying, so if you get put on a team with noobs, you get steamrolled by expert players. No, actually, it's it's quite the opposite with this. I I think I think some of the, the interesting element about Rend is if you play, I think, I don't know this, I haven't played it yet, but I would, I, I, the way I envision it being played is the first, the first time you do it, you're going to you're going to be lost. You're probably going to get your ass kicked the first time you play. It. Yeah. But the second, third and fourth as you continue to play and you learn what things are useful and what things aren't, you will you will after I think after one more one after one ascension, I feel like you will be a, a you know, a 10 times better than you were in the first game. And I they kind of describe that element is you'll just you'll figure out what what works and what doesn't and then when you when the server resets and you're back at square one you're not gonna you know you know, piss away your time doing something that's that, that ended up being meaningless in the long run you'll just go right to the stuff that um stuff that you need to do right off the um right off the bat there's a incredible base building system it snap it snaps you build a uh, kind of a ghost frame with the materials and people can just bring the material over and build the objects very similar to rust 
uh, excuse me, not similar, similar to the forest. It's got a lot of really cool elements that I think uh, survival games are missing in terms of base building. It's got that, the, the, the timed, uh, base rating, which is what they described. There was some type of force field around a base and you could only get into the base. They didn't say specifically what times, but they said, they mentioned it being, um, time limited when you could base raid Uh, something. Another thing a big survival games are missing is four o'clock in the morning. A clan gets on to raid your base. Nobody's playing. All your stuff's gone. We always had that happen with H1Z1. So yeah. there was a lot of issues in other survival games that Rend has, at least on paper, dealt with. Now, we've seen before paper versus reality. It doesn't always work out to be the same thing. So yeah. who knows? Well, and I, I think with this, uh, you know, some of the, the comments in chat are talking about the factions. And, and it sounds like they're thinking of ran- playing with randoms. And I think with this, what I would want to do is play with a team of people, build up a team of people that you're joining and being on the same faction so that you can cooperate and you can work together to get this goal. So this is very much, a, I think, a community-based game of our community versus someone else's community. We join a server as infection, fill up all the, uh, you know, fill up all the slots on one side so that we can work together, uh, hang out, plan, things like that to try to get first on the server, not just playing like with, I mean, with rust, you look at rust does everyone ends up if they want to be successful in that game, grouping together as a solo. Usually you tend not to be, unless you're just trying to grief people tend to be by yourself. So no, there's, there's really nothing to do by yourself. So, yeah. So I, I think that this, this is something to where you'll want to join a community, find people that are like-minded uh, and go through it and, and, play together uh like we do when we play games i mean that's how we play we'll go and i'll play arc together we'll play uh conan together and so it's it's one of those types of game yeah um i so that was rend they were at um they were they were pax west they were uh they were super cool folks well we had the opportunity to meet them and um that was a game that a lot of uh a lot of people are keeping their eye on. They were very, very busy at the show. So that was, uh, that was cool. And, um, we look forward to continuing a, a good relationship with them in the future. Yes. Before we, um, <clears throat> before we get into anything else, let's, um, let's cover some news and I, let's a game that we talked about last week, Brian, that is uh, just out right now. And I want to say, first of all, we haven't had the opportunity to play and that's scum. Uh, they were not at PAX West and, I have not. We did been, look for them. We look for them. We have. I haven't been home, but I haven't been home. I haven't been home, but twenty hours or so from PAX. So there has been no time to play Scum. So for, right off the bat, I haven't played it yet. I don't know what the hell's going on with it. But um, interesting news. There's a there's an article here uh, from GearNuke.com that Scum. Uh, the headline is Scum sells two hundred fifty thousand copies on Steam in the first twenty four hours, and that was Devolver Digital's biggest digital launch as of yet. And, um, yeah. I, I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot of screenshots and people playing, uh, scum there. They were even posting on Twitter a little while ago. Um, this, this game looks like it has a lot of, a uh, lot of potential. I was very saying I was very disappointed is an understatement. I was very disappointed that they were not at PAX in some yeah. regard. You're this, this game is, this is a new, we hot, went and asked the developer digital guys, yeah. uh, we, we went out of our way to try to uh, try to get that connection made. 
and they said that they did not have any representatives from scum there so which was very disappointing um i thought they missed a huge opportunity to get in front of a hundred thousand people at pax west to show off their their new game um yep. i just so that that was that i was really hoping they would be there and i was I, quite disappointed that they weren't um but within the next week here i'll be purchasing scum i may even purchase it tonight after the show and run around in there for a little while so i just i'm bringing this up to say it's still on our radar it's still a game we're going to continue to follow but we uh, i left wednesday afternoon to 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 get in a location where i could fly out for pax thursday so there's been no time to play it between last show and, yeah what was it released the, the day before we left yeah it was really it was released on uh on august 29th so it was it was literally actually it was literally yeah, it, was the day, it, was yeah. the, it was the day before we left so yeah. to, to go to pack so uh we'll we'll have more information on that it's just as as you said we were gone all week and it would have been better if they would have been there because then we could have asked some direct questions about it but since they weren't we'll have to uh we'll have to do the legwork and bring you some more information and get people's uh take i mean that's the thing is some of these games you kind of have to wait till people start playing it because you can't rely on the hype uh so you just kind of wait and see what people are saying and and uh we'll get some more of that information and see if it's really living up to what people are hope were hoping it was going to be yeah and, and i'm not i'm not i'm not at this point i don't really have an opinion one one way or the other about it because yeah. obviously we're just kind of kind of waiting on that uh brian a game uh, no i did hear from one person i did talk to actually one person today oh. and they did say they were enjoying it okay cool um, so I haven't gone d- deep into it. It's just a short conversation, but they said they were enjoying it. So, uh, usually by now, if it was a total failure, we would have, you hear people talking about how bad it was. Um, so I think there's a lot of hope that it is going to take off. Yeah, it is. Um, it is, the internet was very quick to tell you if, if your game is, is garbage. Um, and so far, and I haven't seen that. So that's that it's not. yeah so, so far we just we we don't we don't we don't have that yet so we'll uh we'll continue to uh to wait and see what uh what goes on with that something another game that we uh that we talk about here um is is miscreated this is a this would fall more into our old definition of survival or, or the definition of survival that a lot of people have miscreated kind of follows that there's uh there's it it just kind of fits that mold. They had an update this week, um, update number sixty three, and then they also did a hot fix of sixty three A. Yeah. Um. So they did a server. They did some server stuff, but for for, for game wise, um, one of the things that they did was they did uh, some improvements to collision detection when opening slash closing doors and gates, which is always something they've had an issue with. I've always found yeah. doors and stuff like that very janky in 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 miscreated i don't know if you've experienced the same thing it, it was always always weird opening gates and doors was or am i just yeah. crazy no that um yeah they, they did have issues especially with bases uh because i think there was an issue with in here they talked about how there was an issue with a, the action menu not being reset correctly after you inter, interacted with different base parts so you would get stuck where you couldn't open or close or do certain things with uh interacting with the bases so well, that is one good thing. Plus, uh, the doors now stop in reverse direction. So if they hit a player, they'll stop and, and go the other direction. So they don't just keep shoving you out of the way. Yeah. 
And they've actually added something that is, it is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, my, my voice is a little hoarse from, from PAX, uh, but we'll push through it. They've added something, uh, kind of a creature comfort for new players. They've uh, newly spawned uh, players or respawned players will now have a basic map in their inventory, um, which is something that is, uh, is, is kind of poo-pooed in the survival industry. Um, yeah, that's so one. Maybe they're going a little less hardcore. And that's the thing is they were always aiming for that super hardcore, which for there's a, a segment of the audience that that drives away. They well, don't not, want a super hardcore game. I don't know if it's necessarily, Brian, if it drives away, it just makes the learning curve so much higher that people just aren't willing yeah. to put in the time. I mean, everybody's busy. Um, and I mean, even if it's basic, like if it just gives you an idea, because then two players that are starting out for the first time can look at this map and say, um, I think we're here. Uh, let's go up here. Uh, you know, when, because when you start on that, unless you go to a website and really actually figure out where you're at, uh, it is very complicated to try to understand, okay, is there a town this direction? Do I just start running? I mean, that is an enjoyable part of the game, but I think they're trying to go for a little more mass appeal on this. Yes, I think so. Um, they worked on a couple of other things as well. They fixed an issue uh, where some items could be restored with the wrong health value. They rebalanced the the rad storms and the nuclear flash freezes, which are the environmental uh, storms that affect players now. Um, pressing the jump key will now cause the player to stand up from any stance, which is always something that pissed me off about Miscreated. Um, yeah. As it should be. Any game that has a prone or a crouch, pressing space should automatically throw you to the up position. There's just no reason that it shouldn't. Because um, some, yeah. sometimes in first person, it's hard to tell what mode you're in. You, can you, you can, sometimes can't tell if you're crouching or um, prone, depending on where, yeah. where exactly you are. And they added those prone animations in there. And one thing, actually, uh, I sent a message because he was talking about uh, one, of, one of the devs uh, was talking about their prone animations. And they use a thing called IK. So it actually makes sure that your body conforms to the ground. You know how some games, when you... <laughs> When you lay down, like if you go to a ledge, like yep. the body is still going straight, yep. like it's on a plank going off the edge of the ledge. So they use IK, uh, which which makes it so that you'll actually conform and look more like a natural movement. Uh, IK is also used when you see characters walking up a grade, you know, a, a steep hill or walking up steps and their, their feet actually go on the steps. That's IK. If it doesn't have IK, you'll see that it's like a ramp. It's supposed to be steps, but it's really like you're walking up a ramp. Um, and so a lot of games, they don't want to go through the extra work to make that happen. Uh, but it looks like here they're taking the extra time and, and making it so you have those more realistic prone effects. Yeah. Um, outside of that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they, they just, they did, a, they did some tweaking. Um, yeah. To, to the game, uh, fixed damage done by uh, items on players. Damage is only applied now. They just, just, just some kind of cleanup things that they that they've been working on. But I thought it was very interesting that yeah. they introduced. I think the basic map in the inventory is much bigger than it sounds and it reads. I think that is a dramatic, dr dramatic shift from what they were Previously. before. Yeah. yeah. I, now I don't know if it'll I don't know if it'll matter at all, but well, but I, th I think it'll make it to where that first-time player is feeling a little more comfortable when they get in there. And then they're also willing to go and look for certain things. Because, I mean, when you're dropped in the middle there, you don't know how big the map is. 
you don't even know if there's i mean some games you get in there and there's only one town you know what i'm saying in other games so this new player who maybe doesn't know that much about the game if he has a really rough map that says okay there's a town in the northeast there's a town at the very top of the map in the north you know that if if you get that general idea your goal you can set a short-term goal of i'm going to run to this town and i'm going to go check it out and i think it'll give a better first impression to those players yeah it will um it will be interesting to see if they if they continue this trend i don't want to say easy because it's not easy um but continue this trend to a more pleb friendly game i guess is how the, the best way i can describe it um, it'll be interesting to see if they continue on that track, and I and I I hope they do because it'll make and it'll allow new players to hop. The biggest issue with Miscreated, in my opinion, is the amount of players. It's got yeah. issues, but it's it, it just doesn't have a, a super big community around. It's got a very well, tight, it's not very new player. It. It's not very new player friendly because when you get in there, there's these players with all these bases and they've got gear st- stacked up, uh, and they know the map. And you get in there and you're running around and you're at a huge disadvantage. I mean, you want some of that learning curve. You want some benefits of being an experienced player, but it gets frustrating. I mean, you see this with rust. Uh, Rust is the epitome of this where you're running around. You have no clue what's around you and you you get killed before you can really even go find that out. Uh, And so I, I think that this is maybe pushing away to where miscreated is a little bit less like rust because if you look a lot of the elements of rust and miscreated are very similar hmm. as far as the pvp elements of it yeah uh and so i i think that maybe they're realizing that their player base you know some of the servers maybe are too much like rust uh but if you look i mean look at the similarities of risk miscreated and rust they both have those vending machines they both have pvp where you know, people build up and stack all the stuff in this base and they just run around and kill people. It doesn't matter. Generally, you don't befriend anyone in miscreated. Uh, I just, it, I think there's more similar similarities between those two games than people realize. And hopefully they realize that because if they don't want their player base to turn into rust, then I would assume they want to make it more like what they're doing here and, and putting some of those kind of comforts in for a new player to encourage them and make it so they're not as a, at a disadvantage for so long. Yes, I, I would say that's the case. So, um, I then as you mentioned, they did that quick little hot fix, but that was a, a pretty pretty decent up, uh, update there from Miscreated. Uh, again, that was their update number sixty three, um, which uh, came out yesterday. I know the sub patch was on the third yesterday, so I'm not sure it came out while we were gone. So oh, I didn't okay. mark down the. I didn't mark down the time or the date when it came out, but I knew it, it, it came like probably on Friday or something like that. Gotcha. All right. Um, let's talk. Oh, that is not what I was looking for. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about another game that we saw packs. We'll kind of do this, do a video, a couple updates and then another video. Something I was not expecting. Didn't even know they were going to be there. Didn't even know the game existed until we got there. Um, yeah. nestled all the way up on the sixth floor of PAX West, um, was a game called last year, the nightmare. And when we first, when we first walked by this booth, I didn't know what in the hell we were looking at. Um, yeah. 
And lo and behold, there was a lot of excitement around the booth too. I mean, big booth. People yeah. were having a good time. You people were, you know, scream, you know how when people are playing a game and they start kind of yelling and yeah. commotion and, uh, and saying things out loud. There's commotion. Yeah, they people were really enjoying playing this game. So that's what really drew us to it. And we're like, hmm, we need to check this the, out. Their setup was really cool. They had um, four or five computers on each uh, side of the booth. Um, with TVs, uh, with a, with a massive TV, uh, a couple of massive TVs on the booth showing those different computers playing. Really interesting booth setup, big attract, big crowds all around it. And first, the first look at it was, uh, is is Friday the Thirteenth here? Um, because yeah. that's that's kind of what it looked like. Um, so this is a new game that you probably haven't heard about. They were at PAX East uh, in March of this year. Right now, there the game is not out there. You can't play it, um, and they've got some interesting things going on with how they're going to be selling the game. Um, yes. And I had the opportunity to interview uh, a gentleman by the name of Justin, who uh, who is uh, works for Elastic Games, who is the uh, the publisher of the or the, the developer and the publisher of this. So uh, here's our interview uh, with uh, last year the nightmare. Um, and again, this was uh, just a PAX West 2018, just a couple days ago. Nick here with the Infection Podcast. We are live in Seattle for PAX West 2018. I'm standing at a one of the booths here that has got a huge crowd around it, and that is Last Year Nightmare. I'm talking with Justin, the executive producer of Elastic Games, who's making this. Justin, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us here. Well, there's a lot of people around here. What's everybody crowding around for? Well, it's a great game, and it's not only really fun to play, but it's really fun to watch. Last Year the Nightmare is a multiplayer asymmetric online game where five players play as these teenage survivors stuck in a dimension that looks a lot like their own but is super creepy and completely abandoned and they're trying to work together to escape with their lives meanwhile the six players playing as this unrelenting unstoppable supernatural killer who's just hounding them gunning after them trying to cut them down in their tracks how many players do you so 10 players or 12 players per game uh it's six players per game 5v1 gotcha 5v1 with that now there's a lot of competition in this market there's games like dying light and friday the 13th is there any inspiration from those or where does this game kind of come from so last year the nightmare is our creative director and founder james waring's uh vision he, a few years ago, around the same time a few similar games went into development, had this idea for uh, a dynamic, fun, action-packed, thrilling game that pits, you know, the typical teenagers from uh, horror movies that we all grew up with against these supernatural-feeling killers, again, from those same, that same genre. And he really wanted to create an experience that he wanted to play and he wanted to enjoy and we drew like-minded individuals who were also inspired by the genre and the the play style that we have going on and our game is very unique because of its pace it's really action-packed it's really fast frenetic visceral and that translates into uh, a very different experience, a more of an action thriller experience with horror influences than some of the other comparables that you had mentioned before. Let's talk about pace real quick. How long's an average gameplay? Uh, each round is 15 minutes long. If the killer gets you to run at the clock, then he wins. He also wins by killing all of the survivors. The survivors, the only way they win is by escaping with their lives. However, once you complete all the objectives, the final objective in every match is always open the gate and make your escape. 
Once that happens, no matter how much time is on the clock, you have one minute to get out. I've seen veteran players and really our pro dev guys lose their minds when that minute happens because of the pressure, they start making bad decisions, and it's a perfect time for the killer to come in and have those nail-biting moments at the end to pick them off. Sounds awesome. Now, one of the most interesting things I think here is all the way at the top of your booth, you've got exclusively on Discord. What is that all about? So we're launching later this year exclusively on Discord for 90 days. We were really excited by partnering up with Discord for a number of reasons. It's always exciting to be part of a brand new platform and a whole new audience. But on top of that, they share a lot of values that we have here at Elastic Games. Discord is all about community and refining their product through the community feedback. We here at Elastic Games feel very much the same way. When we release this game later this year, it's really going to be the first version. We're going to get it out into the hands of our players and based on their feedback, their play styles, what they're responding to, what they're reacting with, and what they're really feeling, that's what's going to inform our development decisions in the future. What features to tackle first, what content to create, what kind of changes and evolutions to the game we want to make. We saw that spirit in Discord as well, so it felt like a natural partnership. You mentioned coming out a little bit later on this year, uh, do you have a price point or maybe a little bit narrow of a a release point? What's going on with the price? So the price point is going to be $29.99 USD. That's going to get you three maps, all set in the East Side High School theme. Three killers with their own unique play styles, designs. Uh, Five teenagers, four classes. Uh, that have their different, uh, you know, primary abilities as well as playstyles, and a robust dialogue, crafting, and music system. That's our initial offering. Awesome. Well, that sounds really cool. You got any final pitch to the community people that enjoy games like this? Absolutely. Prepare to be blown away. Our experience is so exciting. It's so visceral you're not going to believe how much fun it is to die over and over again and how much pleasure you're going to get from working together to take down that killer or make it out alive. We really hope that you have an amazing experience with Last Year the Nightmare. Please come visit us at lastyearthegame.com. Follow us on social media using the hashtag lastyearthegame. And we already have our Discord server and our Twitch channel live. Come join our community. Be a part of the discussion. We really, really want everybody to feel like they're a part of this phenomenon. Justin, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. All right. Uh, that was last year, The Nightmare. And this was a game uh, that we stumbled across up on the sixth floor of the uh, PAX Convention Hall. And uh, unfortunately, we were unable to record any B-roll video. Uh, they, 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 there really isn't a whole lot of video or even pictures that, that exist. There are some pictures that they recently put on their website, but there's not a whole lot of video that exists for this game, you may have seen a little bit creeping in, um, creeping in on the background uh, while we yeah. were doing that interview, but we weren't allowed to record um, live action uh, gameplay. And but we did have the opportunity to play. All four of us played. Unfortunately, there was an issue with their. Um, there was an issue with their anything. There was we just there was an issue with our. Um, our VoIP setup for we, we just couldn't hear each other. And that kind of, um, that, that kind of made the experience a little bit harder, but the game itself, Brian was, 
was very interesting. It was just it yeah. was just different enough um, that from Friday the Thirteenth. So the two very games similar to F Thirteen. So there's Friday the Thirteenth, and then there's uh, Dead by Daylight. Both of those there were elements from both of those that uh, that that I think pulled from. But I think this one had more variety than either one of those games. Because if you look at Friday the 13th, one of the things that's really the downfall of that game is the repetitive nature. Uh, you're sure you have the, the slightly different abilities, but they're not really making them different enough, right? Uh, the, these characters in Friday the 13th, you're, they're they're all pretty much the same thing, but maybe one will you know move a little bit faster, or, or we'll just th there's slight variations. This one, there's actually like a healer. Uh, there's an engineer, I guess you could say that, that goes through and can de, uh, build little turrets, disable, disable those, those, uh, traps. Mm -hmm. They can build little turrets that will attack the, 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 what is it? A monster, I guess you could say the, yeah. the enemy. Yeah. I don't know if he's a monster. Um, yeah, I don't know what he uh, is. Yes, but also th then you have two kind of, uh, DPS characters. We played through, and it was it was enjoyable. I feel like we didn't know the abilities, and that's the thing about playing these. When you play it once, you don't know all the things that you could be doing, right? You don't know all the strategies. That's kind of the, I guess, the joy of those games is you get better and you learn more how to do it. But I think uh, for us having never played it before, I think that uh, it was very enjoyable as far as what we were able to figure out and do. Yeah, and the, one of the reasons that I kind of knew that it was our issue was that the other group, they had two groups playing at the same time. Um, and the other ones had no, so yeah, they, they so, seemed like so they must have, had, they, they had five computers per side because it was ten, 10 players total, four survivors, four kids, and then the, then the monster. Um, they were having a blast. They were, they were yelling, com not, yeah, were yelling commands at each call, other, outs, calling yeah. things out. They were, they were in the zone. I was kind of watching them out of the corner of my eye as we were playing, watching how they were interacting. And they, I, I believe some of them survived. Some of them did survive on the game that, that they were playing, but they were doing call outs and revive calls and all this other, and all this other stuff. And they seemed to have no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the game mechanics itself felt all right. Um, it had it did kind of a, a little bit give me some flashbacks to some of the weird movement in F13. These games are really hard when the when the when the attack mechanics are so drawn out because the the hits are big. When when the when the guy is coming to kill you, I mean it's it's this it's this massive wind up punch. The same thing when you're attacking, it's the the they're epic events that are going on. And when you've got that big buildup to to damage, things get a little wacky. Um, yeah. So it, it gave it, I had a little bit of that feel, um, which I wasn't necessarily a fan of. Again, I played it. I played one round. Um, didn't know what the hell I was doing. Wasn't familiar with the map. It wasn't on hard peripherals. I was familiar with the the, the audio wasn't working. There, there was just, there was some issues with it. But overall, this game looked like. Uh, this game looks like what I hoped Friday the Thirteenth was. This yeah. is going to replace Friday the Thirteenth in in this market. There's no doubt about it. And so, if I mean, if you're a person who enjoyed playing Friday the Thirteenth, this would be a game that you would want to get in there and, and get because it matches that type of a feel. I know there's some people that play Friday the Thirteenth purely for the 
because it's a Friday the 13th game. Which is who it was made for, uh, we've determined. Yeah. But it but if you uh but if, if you are looking for that kind of horror survival game, you know, where you're running around and trying to keep away and and reach some ultimate goal, this seemed to be a more polished version of that than Friday the 13th. Yeah, oh well, absolutely. There's just there, there's no doubt about it. Um the most interesting thing, Brian, uh, I think, and I brought it up in the interview, is exclusive exclusively on discord which is something that we literally talked about three weeks ago and for the first 90 days when they come out which will be a little bit later this year the game will only be able to be purchased on discord on discord which and this is why i wasn't so concerned about the voice communication issues that we were having because i am 100 percent sure they will have the voice chat 100% working since it's exclusive on Discord uh, when they release. And I don't know that it was an issue with with their server. I don't know what the issue was because obviously, as you said, the other team wasn't having that issue. It might have been something didn't launch in the background. It could be some, it, it could have been a silly thing that because we didn't go tell them that there was a problem, they, they could have probably instantly fixed it for us. Um, but I didn't realize that we were supposed to be having voice chat till I randomly heard one person's voice come through once. <laughs> and I was like, who was that? Uh, so that, yeah, that, I think that, uh, I think that would have made a difference, but I'm pretty sure being a, an exclusive and we did go and actually talk to a discord person just to see if we can get an interview to discuss that a little bit. And hopefully we'll have, get, they didn't have anyone that could give a, I guess, official response there, but I'm hoping that we can go and get a good, uh, I hope we can go get a good interview for that because I think that's something that no one else has talked about. We talked about it first, right? We brought it up and said, I think this is going to happen. Yeah. We, yeah. Literally. I'm, I mean, I am not kidding you. We three, one week, actually not even a week, three days before discord announced that they were adding the game selling tab to discord. We talked about it. And obviously this was planned out for months and months and months beforehand. Discord has so rapidly eaten. By the way, TeamSpeak is practically irrelevant. Nobody's used. I, I have not seen TeamSpeak being offered as for, as a group or as a clan as a yeah. feature in months now. Mumble, same thing, gone. Ventrilo, gone. None of it exists. Every single group is using Discord. They are they are yeah. rapidly taking over the market. Well, it's un- it's unprecedented. It is insane. Literally, it, it, uh, snap your fingers and Discord has destroyed ev- Skype everything. Discord. I tried to go it. find more information about TeamSpeak. Yeah. And, and I guess they pretty much have gone to where they're just making making it for the military now. And so the military is heavily using TeamSpeak because of the technology and everything. Uh, because it is very secure. I mean, if you run your own server and you have everything encrypted, that works great, but it's not so great for gamers. Uh, gamers don't tend to care if everything is 100% encrypted and no. it works like that. It, it, needs, to, it, it needs to work. It's so simple. Yeah, very simple. It works every time. And, and, and that's, I think that's the, the beauty of this. And if they can go, and, and that's one of the, why they don't use Steam. Steam turns around and, and the voice chat is complicated. You can. I don't think you can turn off the ringer unless you go in <laughs> offline mode or, or hidden. Right? It people can know. call you, and you don't have the ability to stop it. I mean, it's just stupid, annoying things like that. And maybe this last patch that they did. I've never used it. Ago. I've never used VoIP on on Steam. It's horrible, uh, and, and it, it doesn't work very well. And so that it, I don't think that Steam could do anything to fix that. I don't think. 
unless they totally revamp the whole system. So if they can get it to where they're starting to get these exclusives, which I think we're going to see more and more from Discord doing, um, I think we'll get those exclusives. And then uh, do you think they can have a chance of pulling away from Steam? I mean, at least getting a few titles that people will start to associate that. I mean, people are already launching the Fortnite, the battle or the uh, Epic launcher for Fortnite, and they don't seem to have an issue with that. Well, they battle.net with, uh, with wow. And with, with other games, I mean, with overwatch, will they pull away from steam? Oh, excuse, pull, excuse least me. Pull, pull some big titles away. Well, they, I don't think they'll pull. I don't think they're going to destroy steam, but for games like, um, last year, the nightmare. And he even said in the, th- said in, in the interview, and, and we talked a, a little bit at, uh, off camera about it as well is, he said that di- their fo- discords and their philosophies are very similar and how they're dealing. Discord almost needs to become the early access market. Discord needs to eat up these real early access games, not these people that just put this BS up on the Steam store and sell copies and then uh, <clears throat> hide and hold out and then just vanish. Mm-hmm. Not that garbage. Actual early access, yeah. like the Realm Royale people that are actually developing their game. If Discord can become the early access platform, you're going to find yeah. games that you're going to find gems on Discord, and it's going to put Steam and Valve in a really crappy situation. Now, you heard in the interview, it's only the first 90 days, but if you want to play this game day one, you're going to purchase it on Discord. Well, and I think it, for those games that really rely on community, because the communities are already in Discord. Yeah. I mean, it. Every Twitch streamer has got a Discord. You go to any Twitch streamer's description below their thing, they've got a Discord server. A hundred percent of them. It's a perfect place for all your people to gather. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 you don't have to rely on you being online. I mean, if you look at YouTube, it's horrible because chat only works when you're there. Right? Um, same thing with Twitch. Yeah. Chat only works when you're there. Uh, this is a this is one of the only places that you can send people to easily that they can get on their phone and do everywhere else. And so I think for community-based games, if they can get some of these that say, hey, we need to guarantee that people that are playing our game have voice chat because that amplifies the feeling of our game so much, I think that that is what's going to make them be able to get those single titles from people, from Steam, because Steam does not have those tools to to guarantee that people are going to have voice chat. Yeah. Uh, if they're in, If they're in Discord, that means they can be a part of a community. They can do the chat. So I think that that's going to be their biggest draw. Yeah. And PH saying Steam has voice chat. Yeah, we, we know. We, but it, but nobody uses it. It sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is if you use, it's pretty much like a one versus one. You can have a couple in there. I've used it, and it's it's just not user-friendly. But just nobody uses and the it. Fact that, and the fact that you can't... And it's not going to encourage... That's the thing. If, if you're a big streamer, you don't want to friend everyone in steam you don't want to have a steam channel that's that you can't control that has 100 people in it right um i just think with discord you have a lot more control that is a pain to use in the steam uh chat client yeah i'm uh, i'm very excited for the future of discord um and for the the game this the last year the nightmare uh, justin who i interviewed in that uh the whole team at, at that game was was super cool they uh yeah. they pushed us right to the front of the line to to get in there to play the game which which we appreciated and um it, I don't know how well it came across in the in the video I think it came across pretty well Justin is 
this is his it's not his baby per se but the whole team is incredibly excited and they're very passionate about this game and that was that was very evident not that the other games we talked to weren't passionate but there's something these games are so these games are so niche these yeah. games are so niche and the passion is so strong with these games that it, it's it, you almost feed off of their excitement and that's how I yeah. felt after I interviewed Justin. You could see how excited. I mean, you were standing on the other side of the camera, Brian, um, in, yeah. in that one. He he was he, he was, was visibly about excited uh, just talking about my uh, uh, my game. You know, this is my game. This is what you can do. There, yeah, there's these other games, but this is my game. This is how we're going to do it in our in this game. And, and he was just very very excited and very very passionate well, about it. One thing, actually, I find that one of the game, games that I go on uh, on Twitch and watch is dead by daylight because it's not necessarily that I like dead by daylight, but if you go watch the dead by daylight streamers, mm-hmm. they are, they are really into that game. It's not like a passive, like they're into it yeah, all and in. they're, they're working out these strategies, uh, trying to figure it out. And, and, and I think that that is something that attracts people is how excited they are about it. Because I could care, as I said, I could care less about dead by daylight. I didn't get that feeling from Friday the 13th though. Like I was never excited to watch someone play Friday the 13th because I think it didn't have that. It just didn't have something about it. Uh, but I think with this, it, it would had more of that dead by daylight. Hey, you could get into that and you'll, you'll kind of yell as you're playing, you know, and be like, Oh man, Whoa. You know, that like you, you don't get that on Friday the 13th. You, we get more of, Oh, I'm stuck in the door. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't window. open the damn oh. window and he's right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this. It's like opening and closing the door, all this stupid stuff. Like you don't run into that. No, and I didn't so mean press E to open the door. I meant hold E to put the bar over the door. I mean it's just yeah, exactly. What's funny is when you go to open the door, but you're too close to the window, and so it takes you through the window instead. And you run and then right you try into to him. stop it. And, and and it doesn't stop. But when you get to the other side, then it starts bringing you back into the door. It just you get locked into animation. It was just horrible. So <laughs> Um, I, this, we didn't have any of those issues in this game. So that, I think that's the main takeaway is it's not Friday the 13th. How about that? It's not Friday the 13th. And, and he, did, he wanted to shy away from that. But when, when you walked up to the booth, when you, when yeah. you, when you saw it, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know who I walked up to the booth with. It may have been Sean. I was like, is this what, is this Friday the 13th? It looked so similar just by looking. I'm, I'm not saying it played like Friday the 13th. But looking not the at force it, in the cabins, but as far as the four the feel, four yeah. players, uh, a uh, creature or, or or monster coming after you, cup classes, the way that you got knocked out or passed out, it it just looked it looked a lot like F thirteen. Um, and now there's a void in that market because that game is ceasing to do updates. And as the developers have said, this is no inside information. The developers have said they're going to eventually have to stop maintaining the game because you can't how how can you continue to afford to maintain the game when there's no new content so they're not going to be able to maintain and sell new copies so i mean i think it's the best thing is for them to kind of go away what would be cool of them if they said hey you know we're going away but look at this game (laughs) it's it'll have a lot of feel sure it's not the friday 13th ip but it is it's that feel if you enjoyed what we brought you in this game Go try this one because I think it's the closest thing to it. I would agree. So uh, that was um, last year, the nightmare. That interview is already up on YouTube. Uh, you can go check that out. I posted it in the in their Discord, and a couple people were pretty excited to see it because they're itching for 
for content for this game. There is not a lot of yeah. it that exists on the internet. If you go and look it up, there's people talking about it. Um, a lot of it revolves around PAX East when it was shown, but there's not a lot of content uh, about this, about the game. And um, I believe and we might be able to get some more, maybe some content that's more fresh because they did give us our contact information. Yep. Um, and I think what we can do is get some more uh, video. That's not the, the one that they originally put out on YouTube that shows some of that more recent gameplay. And so we'll work that out and try to get something that we can show you here, hopefully next week or maybe the week after, depending on how much content uh, and video we have from the, some of the other interviews. Yeah, for and it, it's kind of unfortunate that this game fell, uh, that this show fell so close to PAX. I, I was going to, we didn't have a lot of time to edit and then also get all these contacts from everybody. Cause they're just getting back. I had the contacts, but as I was thinking about it this afternoon, People, yesterday was the last day of PAX West. Nobody's responding to email today. Um, I sent an email out early this morning, early this morning, like 9 o'clock Eastern, uh, to yep. uh, one of the people that we talked to. And, of course, I haven't received a reply. I'm sure they're out of, their, out of the office if they had to fly overnight or you know, took a red eye. The, the long flight from the, wet, from the East Coast, uh, five hours plus to, to get to and from Seattle. So we weren't able to make all those contacts. But... Everybody that we talked to, uh, it, it, all of the games that we interviewed, the people were super cool and were interested in either giving away keys and coming on the show and, and, and all that other stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward yep. to that in the next couple of weeks as we, um, as we kind of, as everything settles down a little bit from, yeah. from PAX. Um, yes. Uh, so let's go and do the giveaway really quick. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll, we'll roll that through to the end of the, uh, the show here. What do we got? So exclamation point giveaway. And this is a 60 point raffle. So you've been listening for the or watching for the last hour. Uh, it will be it'll be open to where you'll have enough points. If you follow the channel, you get 10 more uh, 10 more cans as we put them. So if you're just short, we need to change. Get, we need to change our currency. <laughs> I don't know. It's called cans. I, I mean, like it, right? But, uh, uh, so I'm going to be giving away a copy of the surge. And this is a souls like uh, action RPG sci fi difficult gore. Um, it's got very positive uh, ratings, and it's usually twenty nine ninety nine. Actually, it's twenty nine ninety nine right now. So, if you want to enter for that, we'll do it for the next thirty minutes here, and then give it away right before the end of the show. So, exclamation point giveaway, and uh, and I'll get you in, entered in there. And it's yes. totally free, other than a little bit of your time. Yeah, you can enter that in the chat, and uh, it maybe you found this show on YouTube. Maybe you. Maybe our official hype man, uh, Lance, uh, gave you a dog tag and you're listening to this on uh, YouTube after the fact or maybe listening to the podcast. We do this show live every Tuesday night on Twitch and on YouTube Live. Um, and it's on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash infection podcast. We've been doing this show now for 190 weeks straight. We have never yeah. missed an episode. We've never, we have, there's not been a single episode that we've missed over the last 190 weeks. We we've got a couple bonus shows thrown in there for special events and occasions. So uh, tune in live. You can enter to win the giveaway. Yep. You can interact in the chat, um, and uh, you can you can do all that all that fun stuff. Very good. All right. Do you have a preference uh, where we go from here? I do. I want to talk about some drama, right? Because dramas drama is what is your favorite thing. Yeah, I enjoy talking about drama. I love talking about drama. And there is some more drama with H1Z1, um, who, by the way, we ran into um, our friend Sarah Flanagan out at PAX West, who is the community manager for uh, Daybreak Games now and, and, and H1Z1. 
and uh, they the she was very she was very nice to us. Um, she gave us um, some codes and stuff that we'll be giving away here over the next couple of weeks, um, and we're hopefully going to have somebody on the show to talk about the PS4 version of H1Z1, which I think is very yeah. interesting. So um, that was it was cool to cool to see Sarah and, and talk to her and. Uh, Finally, got some pins. Uh, finally meet somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know where mine is. It's probably in a suitcase. Uh, yeah. Focus, but yeah, no. looks good. Um, and did you, I don't know if you have the codes or if I have the codes. Um, um, I don't think I have the codes. Hopefully Lance didn't run off with them. I, I, may, I may have the codes. I'm not sure. I, so we did get one thing uh, I'll mention. We, we will be giving away some codes for Rem Royale. Yep. Here, uh, in the near future and then we've got those i do have h1z codes i'll throw one in the chat right now what's the uh what's the face look like on it i'm trying to remember which mask it is it's not the unicorn the jester the jester okay so this is a jester mask and so we will be giving away those uh in this because we got a decent stack of them same thing with the realm royale ones for that uh jailbreak chicken we got a decent number of those codes as well so we will be giving those away Yes, so there was some drama with H1Z1. There's an article over on uh, vpesports.com um, that uh, H1Z1 Pro League, which is, I don't know if exactly, I, I believe it's a 50-50 split between H1Z1, uh, Daybreak's H1Z1, and Twin Galaxies. They're both, I believe, half, I don't know if they're both half share owner, stakeholders, or, or but they seem to work in tandem and to, to make these events happen, which, which Twin twin galaxies is Jace hall pretty much. Yes. I mean, he is, he is the main guy at twin galaxies. He, he is, the, he is the face over there and we know now he is the, I don't know what he is at, at daybreak now with H one Z one. He doesn't have a title. Everything is date. Everything is NDA still. I, I, I don't know. Um, but he's the official soon guy. Yeah. He's the official soon man. And, um, so there's an article here though, that says that, um, they are, uh, struggling to fulfill contractual obligations with some of their players. The no. pro league did kind of spin up very quickly. Um, and there's just, there's issues with player visas because contracts weren't set in stone before players were brought to the U S to, to, to play in the pro league. Um, this is not a very good article. I don't know who wrote this. Oh, I can tell you who wrote the article. I don't know what their connection is to everything, um, but they did not uh, take kind. They they didn't seem very friendly, uh, friendly to the to the H one Z one folks on this. Um, and and yeah. and I just I thought it was an interesting article. Uh, you can go through and read it. There's not really a whole lot. I mean, it's it's a long article to read, but it doesn't appear it's all peaches and cream over at uh over at so, the H one Z one. Okay, so I'm just gonna. Mind if I pull out some points of this? Yeah, yeah, to kind of catch my eye. So one thing is they've been saying that these matches have been having between two thousand to twelve thousand concurrent viewers, but when you, they look at the chat on Facebook, from what they can tell, it seems to be more mostly dominated by bots that are attempting to get skin codes. Mm. That's so cool. uh, I mean, that's one thing we've talked about: the skin market kind of creating these negative aspects of games. Uh, I guess this is one of them when those things become money, right? I mean, that that's what they become is, is an asset that you can buy and sell on the internet. Then these type of things happen. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one thing that Fortnite has done well is their skins aren't worth anything on the, the global market. 
There's not a place you can go and turn around and sell a Fortnite skin. So therefore, there's no reason for that they would be doing that in Fortnite. And so I think in here, this is, I mean, we saw this with H1Z1 of them saying, hey, look at how many players we have. Okay, and it was all China, right? It was 90%, you think? I mean, 90% China at one point in time. Uh, but they, were, they weren't saying that, but they were, but they kept boasting about how big, how high their numbers were players. And so I think here they're going to say, hey, look, we got 12,000 current viewers. But if you really dig into it, just like we did with looking at the player numbers, uh, this isn't so good if, if their market is trying to maybe advertise to Americans. I mean, and that's the thing is if they're getting advertising and things like this inside of their pro league, it's going to be hard for them to go and get advertisement or product placement or something yep. when yep. It, they realize, oh, it's mostly bots or with, you know, oh, it's mostly Chinese players because what there's a lot of places that can't sell stuff to China. I mean, that that is an issue that most people don't think about is if you're relying on advertising, yet your highest number of players is China. Well, then you need to have ability to sell to the China markets. And I think that that is a, a shortcoming that, I don't think that H1Z1 has really dealt with, and this pro league is probably not dealing with either. So I think they're running into more issues with getting that money and having that money. I mean, this is probably a lot paid out of pocket at this point. I don't think they're bringing in the funds to pay for itself, which as you can see here, uh, is this a sign that Daybreak's having money issues? I mean, if they can't play, if they can't pay their players properly, is, is Daybreak second guessing this? I mean, I, I'd be more second guessing this if I was Jace Hall. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the deal is, and unfortunately, Jace is so cryptic on Twitter. I don't know what in the hell is going on. Um, I mean, every day the last his, his second his last tweet on September 1st is, "God damn, we are so close." Er, the pain. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, that uh, put some. And then some him and Adam Clegg just go back and forth about. Should we tell them anything? I mean, it's just it's the most ridiculous, just the most ridiculous thing watching this unfold that, on Twitter. The I mean, they better Jesus Christ better resurrect when this game comes when when they finally release what the hell's going on here because this has been the biggest lead up to everything. I mean, they better they they better bring Jesus back to life when this game comes out because that's how much hype they put behind this. It's incredible, absolutely incredible to watch this. All right, here's one thing he did post, and I think this was yesterday. Uh, actually, was it within the last couple of days? September he said, 1st, yeah. September 1st. Uh, so said, hey, at Jace Hall. Now, this is him. I, I don't quite get this statement because he's referencing himself, but it's I'll read it as quoted. is. And then, yeah. Yeah. So he's doing, quote, hey, Jace Hall, in a fantasy universe, would you, maybe someone asked him this. Would you be planning to reward users that are loyal and still playing the game with a super rare skin at some point in the future? People playing before any announcement from you should be something special, right? Those who believe, right? And then he puts a meme that says things that make you go, hmm. So this must be a question that he got. So, but it's not an answer. It's not actually, he's just putting the same thing of, because a lot of times he'll answer a difficult question with, with a statement that doesn't have anything to do with it. And like, that's his answer. And so I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, it's just like they're okay. What was that original skin for the uh, map? The original map 
uh, they had the I survived. I survived Z one. I survived Z one, and then there's Z two. I mean, that's the thing is they had a skin for that. It's not that big of a deal. And is it really rare if everybody who has the game right now gets it? I don't know. I just I don't think that. I just I find it's weird that he puts so much hype behind these things, and people are really getting mad at him in Twit and Twitter. On Twitter, there people are starting to put a lot of negative comments and responses to his things because they they're tired, just like you. They're tired of it. Yeah, it's it's like a put up or shut up type of a situation. And <sighs> I, I think that it's getting to the point to where he has to start putting up because people just don't want to hear. They don't want to see another meme saying maybe. Um, and they don't want to, uh, and they, they don't want to have any more soon statements because they're, they're all just the same thing we've been hearing for the last how many years. I just, I want the game to succeed. Um, I want, I, I, I really want the game to succeed, but I, 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 I just, at some point you've just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta put up. I mean, you, you can't, yeah. you can't just. You I think the hype just... the hype worked for a little while. The th- that's the thing is the hype was working for a couple weeks. Like people were sl- sl- they were stoked. We're going on a month now is, of this, but a month, two months. I, I don't know how long it's going to go on. That is when it becomes an issue. You can only say that for so long, and he has to time it right, or at least start putting out. I mean, they put out a screenshot here and there, which shows pretty much stuff that was in an old version of the game. Yeah, bringing back but play they're test not, three. They're not showing three. anything current and new they're not showing anything that anyone's going to be able to get their hands on at this moment yeah and i think that they're going to have to start putting out some changes or putting out something that people can have their hands on so that so that they actually keep a belief that this is going to happen i would uh i would like to think so but uh as of right now we still have nothing but soon um yeah yeah as uh, as camper in the chat says ps3 2k19 it's uh, maybe it's just it's so ridiculous So that, I mean, that's, that's H1Z1. Other than that, there's very little updates. All the updates have been coming out of PS4. I mean, pretty much their console updates. I haven't seen anything for PC and that's as why, far as changes. And that's and, why we want to have is, somebody on to talk about. Yeah. That. But, but the thing is, is the changes, I think they're not making changes to the PC version because they're working on this. They are working on it. I do give them that. I don't doubt it that they are working on getting this old version going. Uh, now with the PS4 version, they're doing, you know, that's for more recent. They're putting out updates, fixes to make it run smoothly and correctly on PS4. Plus it's different. I mean, the interface is different. It is a different client than the PC version by far. So I understand that they're putting updates out for that. Uh, but you know how, uh, what I would like to ask them is how long until you guys have something that people are going to get their hands on? Cause that's going to be the question. There's gotta be a point where people can do a test, you know, go on the uh, the testing build or something like that, and at least try out a rough version of it, so that then they have they're able to keep their faith, because that's going to be the issue. Is if they can't get it for another three months, people are just going to be raging on the internet. It'll be here soon, Brian. Yeah, I mean that just doesn't work for me. But uh, but I did promise Sarah I would not bring up, I won't bring up Just Survive, and I'll we'll, we'll talk to them about. The upcoming version and then the ps4 version because i may I, I am curious is that in their mind their eyes successful has has there been an uptake on the ps4 version like they were hoping for i mean is is that is that as successful as they wanted and i can't promise that they'll give me an honest answer 
I mean, because of course, if it's not doing well, or they say no, it's actually it's doing horrible. Yeah. I don't think they'll say that, but I am curious how it is going because I, I do want I do want aspects of that game to be successful because I think the failures made us mad, but I don't want the company to end. <laughs> I do, I do want it to continue to exist. And I do want them to be successful. So hopefully they are. Uh, absolutely and hopefully we'll talk to somebody there again as i said sarah was super nice gave us some stuff some codes she said you know take some of these codes to give away and we'll be doing that we'll put them on twitter put them in discord so uh just keep keep an eye out for those uh, over the next couple of weeks as we uh as we yeah. uh give those out so uh thanks to thanks to her and um i don't remember the gentleman she was with but uh they were both kind of i've seen him before managers. but i just i didn't recall his name so yes. i'm sure if i if i saw him i'd be like okay that's this guy and I can point him out. Yep. So hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll follow that up. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have somebody soon. We've got their contact info. So who, who knows? Maybe this is a turning point. Maybe daybreak won't hit us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this will be a, a, a new page. Yeah. We'll, All right. We'll, so we'll do, right. we had mentioned the, uh, the chicken a little bit, uh, but do we want to talk a little bit about Realm Royale? Another, or, or do you want a, just another game that voila, we're at PAX. Nobody knew they were yep. there. And we actually worked hard to get this interview. Yeah, we did. Um, hard because this one was in the Facebook booth and it wasn't something to where they had representatives there easily. Uh, we went the first time. We're pretty much told that there wasn't anyone we could talk to. And we were persistent and said, hey, wait, here's some guys with the sh- some shirts that say Rome Royale. Uh, you know, said high res staff so, on the back. Yeah, but we were told before that, no, there's nobody here. Yeah. Like the first time we went there, like there's nobody here. Uh, so we were able to track down the interview. And I bet you this is an interview that that no one else got. I don't think I don't think you will see another Realm Royale interview uh, from PAX 2018. So, all right, this is Brian. We're here at PAX West 2018, and I'm here with Josh, who's with Realm Royale, and we're actually here at the Facebook Gaming. Uh, it's a booth. But it's a, it's a very nice lounge area that they provided. Uh, and so we wanted to get a little of information about Realm Royale. A lot of our uh, listeners, our viewers, play this game. And so uh, currently, for those who maybe don't know so much about Realm Royale, uh, how did it start? Because this wasn't originally a, a Battle Royale game. Where did this genre start? So... Realm Royale actually evolved out of another one of Hi-Rez Studios games called Paladins. We originally created a game called Paladins Battlegrounds where we took the characters from our hero shooter, put them in a Battle Royale environment, and started messing around, started testing with it. Because like, as a game studio, we are full of developers who love video games. So we're like, let's test the bounds, let's see what we can do with So as we sort of went through the development process with Paladins Battlegrounds, we learned that there were a lot of uh, barriers to entry. You had to know who the characters were. There's sort of lore in the background that you don't really understand. So then we decided to sort of pivot and make a separate title and IP altogether known as Realm Royale. And with Realm Royale, our focus is building your champion. And uh, originally, in the original iteration that's out right now, we actually have a class system that allows you to sort of play different archetypes in the game. You have different abilities available to you, you have different weapons available to you, and they each have sort of different silhouettes you can identify who is who. And uh, we wanted to appeal to sort of that fantasy, RPG, MOBA, Battle Royale uh, feel because, you know, as gamers, those are the kind of games that we like and thought that this would be a really fun experience for everyone, sort of different. Well, and one thing that I noticed about Realm Royale is it's incredibly polished because when you first go in there, uh, a lot of games, when they're early access, they first come in, 
the movements aren't aren't smooth. Like things obviously are very broken. Uh, when we went into Realm Royale for the first time, we looked and it's like everything seems to work. I mean, that was kind of a new thing for us. Uh, we were very shocked. The character art was great. Uh, everything seemed incredibly polished. Uh, one thing also that we noticed right away that was different than any other games in the genre is your is what happens when you die. Uh, and this was something very unique, and we, we thought this was really cool. Okay, so what happens, normally a player in a BR game, they fall down and it's like, okay, revive me, I'm crawling around. What makes this one different? So in Realm Royale, when you run out of health, you turn into a chicken, yes. which is interesting in of itself, and, and it's fun, because that was something we wanted to remind our players. Our games are all about fun. Yes. When you get turned into a chicken, it's not just waiting to die or waiting for a teammate to come pick you up. You actually have the ability to come back to life. You can yes. run around for 20 seconds, and as long as you survive, you'll come back. But then you get to have a little bit of fun. You're jumping through windows, dodging bullets, balking around. Yep. And then if you do get knocked out or, or eliminated, you feel like you know you ended the game on a high note. You, yeah. you feel good. You, you had a good time right at the end. So we want to just remind players that fun is sort of our focus with the game. And I always thought that the, the kind of the, it's like doing a little song as, it, as you're running around like a buck, 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 buck. And I was like, oh my goodness, uh, you know. And, and that's one thing that's very unique that you don't get in these other games is that ability to kind of you're running and you're hiding. I mean, you're being a chicken and you're, you're jumping through windows and you're just doing all these different tricks to try to survive long enough. Now you kind of hinted at this a second ago, but you said in our current version, uh, they have classes. So this, I, I, maybe some people that are watching this caught that, but how is that gonna change here in the future? So we have a very experimental patch coming up. We take alpha to mean the development term, term alpha. So we are still experimenting, we're testing. Something you might like or dislike about a patch could completely change next patch. We want to make sure that we get the game right and try everything that's available to us. So in this next patch that's coming out, we're getting rid of the class system, and it's going to be more focused on building your champion. So you're going to have two weapon slots and two ability slots, and one of those is going to be a mobility ability slot, and the other one is open to anything you want. So you're not going to choose a class at the beginning of the game anymore and you're gonna kind of get the ability to freely build your character as you explore the realm. And this, what this does is allows us to avoid the issue of if half the lobby is picking one of the classes, <clears throat> engineer right now, um, <laughs> this doesn't prohibit you from being able to loot things off of those players yeah. and half the loot from chests isn't going to be engineer specific. Because the way it works right now is that if, if an engineer opens a chest, engineer items come out, except for weapons of course. But so this allows players to more freely loot and, and feel like they're getting something for eliminating a player, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I found a sniper rifle. I'm an engineer. Oh, I'm not an engineer. I can use this sniper yeah. rifle. You know what I mean? So we're, we're going for more player freedom. And so will this mean that they can very, very much customize? In a way, they're, are they based on what they're choosing and looting and picking up and putting in those ability slots? Are they kind of able to, during the game, choose what, they're, what they are going to be? Now, if you find that that doesn't work, are you willing to go back to the class system? Like, how tied are you to that? So during this alpha phase, as a community manager, I'm listening very closely to what the community is talking about, what they like and don't like, and obviously, obviously bug reports, reports and fixes and that sort of thing. With us being an alpha, nothing is locked in place. Anything can go, 
probably except chickens. Yeah, chickens will never go. That, that's a staple to the Realm Royale experience. But yeah, pretty much anything could change because we want to make sure that we're getting the best experience. So again, we're going to go back to the community and the designers and sort of talk about how we can incorporate some of the changes that the community likes and, and wants to have in the game with the designer's vision for the game. And we, we want to come to a compromise and make changes that everyone will enjoy. Well, that's one, one thing that I saw, and I was like, the, uh, the, the having the skins for the chicken, I thought it was like, that's a really... Because what other game has a skin for the death part of a character, right? I mean, you get all these other things, but uh, and that one is so personal. Being that we deal with a lot of alpha games, it's tough to find a game that works and works correctly and just isn't overrun with problems. So uh, we really appreciate that. We wanted to get a chance to just to find out for more information of, the, of what's coming up in this. Uh, and we're really excited we were able to talk to you. And we're here at the Facebook Gaming uh, Lounge, and it's just it's a beautiful environment. It had a really good interview. And we'll, hopefully we'll catch you more. Come check us back. We're at PAX West 2018. All right, Realm Royale, PAX West 2018 in the uh, Facebook gaming booth. Uh, FB.GG was what all the Facebook yep. employees had on their thing. And and Brian, remind me at the end of this, let's talk about Facebook gaming. But uh, yeah, it was cool to see the Realm folks there. Josh, both of the community guys' managers' names were Josh. Josh. Joshua yeah. and Josh. Um, but Josh was really cool. He gave us some, uh, some skins to give away. Again, we'll be giving away over the next couple of weeks. And um, it, it was cool to cool to talk to them. Their game is, uh, I think I said this when it first came out, it was, I, I in my opinion, it was just different enough to be really popular. Yeah. And I still still maintain that it's it's just different enough. And you honed in on that um, with the with the chicken mechanic. And it's, it's just just yeah. different enough. And they've got their new class system coming out. Well, um, and, I, and I haven't heard anyone else talking about that whole new mechanic. I mean, because they mentioned it to us, but that that's an unreleased thing. It's on their. So it's on I the. Think, it's it's on the test servers. Is it? Okay. It is. Well, didn't they just do that though? But they it was on the test servers before packs. Oh, okay. Because I haven't heard anything about that. So it's on the test. Yeah. Because I asked oh, okay. what they were playing, and he said they were playing live servers at the show. But it it was on the okay. test or the beta servers or whatever. Okay. At least that's what I was yeah, told. Yeah. Because I mean. So I, I'm, they'll be uh, they'll be rolling that out soon to the live to try. I, I would assume they're going to roll them out to live, from what I gathered of him saying, and then we'll we'll get a chance to play that new mechanic. I mean, because I I think that people maybe were getting confused at at the different abilities. He didn't really tell you so much before. Okay, what can the the warrior do versus uh, you know the paladin or whatever? These different classes they don't really know the differences. So I think it makes a little more sense for players to be able to kind of customize and make their character based on what they're looting. It makes it a little more like an MMO as well. Uh, I mean, in an MMO, you get to pick those different things, but I think this lets them pick on the fly during the game and still have a really custom character. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. So we'll, uh, do, that. we'll do that as game of the week. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll, I'll try to find out when they're going to be releasing that. And then we'll do that good. as game of the week when that week of when they do that, uh, that new change. Yes, exactly. So we'll, uh, we'll keep that in. And again, another, another good contact that we were able to make. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, they, they had a they had a really cool setup there in Facebook. Uh, they had uh, each computer was its own little, um, kind of kiosk with a, with a yeah. nice sign above and everything. Unfortunately, I, I just forgot about it. We didn't shoot any video of that, but, um, 
And Facebook Gaming is where they were doing that H1Z1 uh, stream. So they were doing a lot of live streams from from there. Yeah, for the PS4. But they were doing a lot of live streams from the the Facebook Gaming booth. And they had a really, as I said, a really nice lounge area where people were sitting. I assume those were streamers that were all hanging out. Some of them were Facebook employees, yeah. Yeah. Saw one girl on her laptop coding, it looked like. May have been may have been working on uh, committing some Facebook gaming code while uh, while she while was while she was packs. sitting in the lounge. Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's Rum Royale. It was cool to see them. That was a uh, that was one of the first things we saw, and it was like, oh my god, the the, the realm Rum Royale people are here, which was which was really yeah. cool. Obviously, we we've been talking about that game since since day one. So that was that was cool. All right. Uh. Well, we have one more game. And this is one that uh, that maybe you have played as a single player game before, but Dying Light, which is a very polished franchise, uh, they've been around for a while. Uh, they are putting out a BR mode, and so this one's called Dying Light: Bad Blood. And uh, I don't know if we have, is there anything we need to do to preface the uh, the video? Um, no, I guess we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that after. And again, remind me, Brian. Facebook. I want to do. I do want to talk okay, about we'll Facebook go, gaming. We'll, we'll talk about that right before, yeah, yep. right after this and right before we end. All right, here we go. Dying Light Bad Blood at uh, PAX West 2018. It's Nick here from the Infection Podcast. We are here live in Seattle for PAX West 2018. You can see by In Seattle, I'm here with Magic with um, Dying Light Bad Blood. How are you? Good, how are you? So the original Dying Light was uh, was, a, that was a, a single player and then it had a four player co-op, right? Yes, that's a single player game where you basically focused on the story and then it turned into a big co-op game. But we also had a PvP twist to it. It was uh, one of the modes we made, it was uh, be the zombie mode. So obviously Battle Royale is a really popular mode right now. We've got games like PUBG and Fortnite that are kind of controlling the market. What is Dying Light Bad Blood? Dying Light Bad Blood is not a typical Battle Royale. We call it Brutal Royale. And we wanted to make a difference uh, on that market. So that's why we created kind of our own genre in, in the whole place. We don't want to be compared to PUBG or Fortnite. We don't want to compete with these guys. We want our games to be different. We want our games to be quick. We, want, uh, we aim for 10 minutes each single game. Extremely fast-paced, no hiding in the bushes. You go into the game, boom, boom, boom. Immediately you have to fight, you have to loot, you have to just basically survive. Because that's a very seamless join of what we made between PvE and PvP. Uh, basically anything, anything on that map is a danger to you as a player. So we have uh, our epic zombies, we have our own parkour that came directly from Dying Light, and we have 11 unpredictable and completely dangerous players trying to win the game as well. I say you're not trying to compete with uh, PUBG or Fortnite. What makes Dying Light Bad Blood a little bit different? I mean, everything that I said, Dying Light itself, we took everything from the core game of Dying Light. So parkour, that's amazing. That's like one of the best parkours on the gaming market. Uh, we took the zombies, we took the city, we took the very, very rich city, and uh, that's already a big difference between other games. Our city is a single-player city, so you can take and enjoy everything that comes out of that. Uh, we don't have the zone that, that shrinks. We have very, very straight rules for everything. You, you can only get cosmetics. So we break, the, we break the genre, and it's extremely brutal. There is uh, sequences where players can win, uh, so one player can evacuate and he wins, uh, but there is also reality where no one wins the game. Really? There's no one winning the match. Uh, how many players can we expect in a, each match? 
It's 12 players in each in each match, and this is balancing the time that we want to we want the game to last. Uh, so 11 plus you as a player, and that's that's by design. That's how we wanted it to be. So that's just 12 players because you think you said mentioned 10 minutes game time, which is very quick in comparison to games like PUBG and Fortnite. PUBG you can play an hour and a half before you get to the final round. Fortnite's a little bit quicker, but 10 minutes is very quick. We wanted to quick, and if there's uh, like right now we're experiencing behind the wall here guys playing, we have experiencing games around eight minutes. So you have a you know a sweaty sweaty foreheads, sweaty hands, very fast-paced games, and that's what we want. We want players to come home, be able to play maybe 10, 12 games within an hour, enjoy, and then move on to something else. We don't want long-lasting games. That's our. Now the booth's pretty busy here. You mentioned that you were at Gamescom last week. What's the what's the reaction from people that have been playing the game the past couple of weeks? And it's amazing reaction. We just launched right now, 9 a.m. this Saturday. We launched a second global playtest, which is 200,000 people plus playing the game right now as we speak online. Uh, it was amazing. There was a lot of requests for opening again the registration for the playtest. We had more than 4,000 people that play at Gamescom. Very high ratings, very high expectations from us as well. So my team is very busy and happy to work on uh, delivering the product within September. Well, busy is good. Where can people go to get some more information about the game? Uh, they can go dlbb.com. So that's our website. It will you will get transferred to the FU, FQA uh, to the game. But itself, we also invite people to join the global playtest when they, if they have a code and just play and enjoy. So give us one final pitch. Maybe somebody's not convinced. Give, give, us, give us a quick little pitch on why you need to uh, get in this global playtest and play the game. I mean, global playtest is one, but uh, you, if you want to experience the fastest Brutal Royale on the market right now, just play Bad Blood. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I really enjoyed having the opportunity. All, uh, all uh, three of us, Sean shot B-roll in that video that you saw, but uh, uh, you, Lance, and myself all had the opportunity to play two rounds of that game and yeah. what made it so interesting is the main element is not necessarily PvP. It's there. There are uh, hives. What they call them, hives of zombie. Or there's a hive that you have to collect, uh, extract from the hive. Use that little ink. It looked like a little spray paint gun that you saw. But the hives are. are, are there's a swarm of zombies around the hive, and the it seems like the main the main objective is you have to get those hives to uh i believe the score limit is 1500 and when you build that up the evac helicopter comes in and you can hop in the helicopter and leave so it, it, this was a um it, this is an interesting game it, this is unlike any of the other br games it's 12 players and it is very fast paced um yeah. with the parkour you can literally go to any any part of the map uh you can you can go from lowest level to to being on the top floor in three jumps you don't have to run through a building and go up stairwells and check all these rooms you can hop right to the top of a building um and do stuff like that so it was cool to um it was cool to have the opportunity to play that and see what um see what you can do in in that game because again the main element is not the pvp it's getting killing the the pve zombies extracting things from the hive and then getting and then, out on the evac you, you kill them at the end yeah and that's the thing is one thing that kind of the main choke point i guess you could say in the pvp is at the very end when there's that evac helicopter then there's some sort of a boss like a boss zombie that's in that area uh, and so you're kind of working your way through multiple things but you also have to worry about players kind of coming in at the last minute ganking you when you're getting to that last yeah you're trying to deal with that last zombie and, and then coming out with the win. Cause we saw one guy, you know, just kind of 
hide and wait behind stuff to the last minute. And then he killed the guy who did all the work. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah, interesting. Was able to get to that. It was able to get to that evac helicopter first. So uh, there's different strategies to try to win this game. Yeah. Um, and the eight minute uh, play time that he mentioned seemed pretty accurate to what to what we were doing. Um, it it was a lot of fun. I think I, I, it was really it was really cool to play. We got some uh, some cool dying light uh, uh, draw strap bags uh, that, that that we all got. It was it was fun. They they were another booth that had a very long line. It wrapped around almost the entire perimeter. Um, yeah, and uh, they were they were very cool. Uh, the game looks very interesting, and um, it's just another one. It, it, I think in this in the same vein of Realm Royale, it is just different enough. In this case, it's actually a lot different, but it's it's different yeah. enough that it can find its own place in the in in the market. I think it gives that kind of feel to those players that don't want to do the whole Fortnite thing. They don't want to have to do the long drawn out games of a BR of a standard BR. Maybe they're used to more of a Call of Duty quick round style. Uh, th- I think this will lend really well to consoles because consoles sometimes it's tough to go and do a forty five minute game on a console. Uh, but I think this one's quick enough to where you know you feel like you're getting those quick rounds like you do in Call of Duty. Well, and it was funny talking to magic because he said something that I have said a million times on this program, which is if you have an hour to play a game, you don't, I mean, maybe you do. I don't want to sit in, I don't want to play two games of PUBG in an hour. There's, yeah. there's probably not going to be a lot of fun over, over that hour period. PUBG is a game. The games are long, uh, longer to the fact where you need to carve out a couple of hours. If you want to play a couple of good games, in, in, and, and have the chance to possibly win. I mean, that's the thing is to to come out with a win in a game. You you'll have to have played most of the night, most likely. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's a certain amount of a certain amount of time you have to put in because the beginning of the game is a little bit slower. And it was interesting for him to say the same thing that I've been saying is if you have an hour to play, we want you to play eight or nine games, which is something I I mean I've said it I've said a hundred times. People have some people have an hour between dinner or before bed or right when they get home from work. They just have, they have an hour. They have sixty minutes to to yep. play, sixty minutes, and they just they they want to be able to hop into games. And Fortnite is Fortnite's kind of like that. If you play super aggressive, you can die very quickly. But this game yeah. is you're in the thick of it from from day one, from from, yep. from day one, or excuse me, from the second you spawn, you're you're in the thick of it. Um, yep. there's not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of setup. It's nowhere near the amount of, uh, of, of PUBG. So I know I exaggerated the PUBG time a little bit in the interview, but, but I mean, realistically, as I said, it just feels like an hour and a half. Well, I mean, it, 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 it could, it's easily an hour if you play through, if you play through the end of the zone. I think it's like 40, I think at 45 minutes is a general, like from beginning to end, if I remember with the changes in, I think the speeding up of things, I would guess probably like 45 minutes, which is still a long time. I mean, in an hour and a half. You get a maximum of two games. I mean, that's pushing it. Like you'll yeah. have the lobby time and all this. And a couple hours, play a couple games. You you have to commit a couple hours to those. And that's not necessarily. And that's not. Necess- that's not. It's not necessarily. It's not a bash on on PUBG for the time of their game. It's just that myself, I don't want to invest the time. I don't want to invest the forty five minutes in, into the game. I would much rather. It's, it's my attention span. I don't know what it is. I would much rather play. Like um, last year, nightmare, fifteen minute rounds, or or, or uh, yeah. 
10 minute rounds or, or, or whatever it is in, in these in these other games. Realm Royale is a pretty quick game. Fortnite is is semi quick, but it's it's it still plays out. I, I'd much well, rather play that. The lull times. I think that's part of the issue that some people have with PUBG is that there's that lull time of running between things. I, I think that they've done a good job with Realm Royale. Uh, you have that goal of getting to those chests and like doing these things to upgrade your gear on a con- consistent basis to where you feel like you don't have downtime. Uh, and I, I think that that's something that these games are trying to figure out. Just all these different games that are doing this BR, they're like, okay, we like the BR m- concept, but how do we get rid of these things that kind of drive some of the players away or make them not want to play anymore because it's just, it's like, okay, I just don't have the time for that right now. Yeah. God, if is asking if there's only one map or where the, where the following DLC map be available. Uh, I, we I tested on one map. We, we only played one map. Um, not sure if there'll be more uh, on uh, with it coming after that, but um, I, yeah, I would we only tested so. with one. They could, they could easily in, in the the way that that game felt. They could throw it in a couple of their maps, other of their areas that they have in the regular game, and it would feel just fine. I think. I think so as well. Um, so that is um, that's all of our packs video. Um, yes. But real quick before we get out of here, and and I know we're running a little late, but I think this is interesting. I um I am of the opinion that Facebook is about to make a very serious push into the uh gaming, gaming live yeah. streaming world. Um their booth at PAX was Better than Mixer's booth. Uh, thank you, Camper, and uh, Brock Vaughn for the subscription. He subscribed earlier during the video, and I forgot to mention it. Um, but their booth was their booth was definitely more impressive than the Mixer booth, and yeah, I you may even say it was maybe it was more impressive than the Twitch booth. They've put some serious. Well, Twitch money had a it. lot of area that was totally dedicated to the streamers only. Like, yeah, there wasn't so much for the the people that weren't streamers it was more yeah. of a your streamers come and hang out in the twitch booth uh i think is what they were doing so i think that they definitely had a better presentation at the facebook live or the facebook gaming it, booth. it was it was very very it was very cool to see um i'm not a facebook fan whatsoever um but they here's the thing facebook's got enough influence and they sure as hell have enough money that when they want to do something they they do it and they'll try to do it because they've got the resources to do that. And they, they, they appear to be putting an incredible amount of money into Facebook yeah. gaming, fb.gg. Um, so I think part of, I think part of it's going to be integrations. Cause that's one thing. I mean, if you look at Twitch, they have so much opportunity for doing integration into games. Yeah. Being that right now they're the top one. There are a few integrations where it'll show some stuff on the screen. I think the the studio that goes through, or, or you know, the the platform that goes through and comes up up with true integrations into a game that makes something. It's kind of like a 4D experience, right, in a game, to where there's some other dimension being brought from the players that that's streaming the the game from their thing to the person on the other side of that screen. I think that's going to be the thing that makes the difference. Facebook is enough of an established thing. To where they could contact different games and say, "Hey, we want have to have something that interfaces." They could get it done. Sure, uh, I agree. You know, some some random other other company would struggle to get that to happen, 
But I, I really think that uh, I think that Facebook has that influence to say, all right, you know that we are serious. You know that we have a huge uh, viewer base or possible viewer, viewer base. Let's make these integrations and let's make something unique. I think that's the, that that's is what would set them apart. Plus, I, I don't know what they would do different possibly about, because right now Twitch, you know, you can stream and people can make money. They take 50%. Maybe they could offer something that's maybe a little more uh, enticing to a streamer to get them to stay there because maybe they're not going to look for a full 50% of everything the streamer receives. Yeah. And obviously um, Facebook's got enough connections to, to, to make things happen. So yeah. um, it is, uh, it is interesting. It's I, I'm only bringing it up to say it's something you should probably keep your eye out for because it appears yeah. that sooner rather than later, they're going to make a pretty significant push into, uh, into the gaming market. Um, so I'm, you want me just to mention some of the things that we didn't cover and then people can go check out our show notes. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit, bit more about these later because things will be happening, but rocket league, they came out with their progression update over, over this past week. Uh, I think they, they released the official progression update right before we left, uh, tomorrow they're going to be putting out that rocket pass. So pretty much something like what you see in Fortnite of, of you can have the two different tiers. They're going to have the free tier and then the, the rocket pass tier, which gets you extra skins and probably vehicles and things like that. So if you are a, a rocket league fan, go in there and, and your current season will have progression. I'm like level 20 something lores 30, whatever. Uh, and you'll get some rewards from that, but then they'll also be tomorrow announcing that or putting out the, the rocket pass where you can get that and you'll get some additional things and it should give you all the tiers up to that point of whatever level you're currently at. So if you haven't playing it, you'll get some sort of a reward. Um, islands of nine, they put out a, a patch 1.4. So you can check that out. Saurian, which is a, a dinosaur survival game that I've talked about before. They put out a new patch 1.7. Uh, Black Wake has a new patch 3.4, so we'll have a link to the uh, the notes for that. The Black Death, um, they released a new thing called uh, Kings and Queens, so you can actually be royalty in the game now. Uh, it's currently in their their test, their beta branch, uh, but they haven't announced what that's going to be. So I would assume here in the next couple of weeks that'll be rolled out to live, and we'll talk more. We'll go into depth on that when they release to their live branch. Hurt World put out an update. Uh, the Long Dark launched into stores this past week probably over over packs um, and i did see some of those discs that they were showing off in their booth there uh, and there's a, a launch trailer that you can check out but that's an excellent survival game very polished beautiful game unturned put out a new patch and then no, no man's sky put out 1.58 so i think that is uh i think that's everything all right um I'll forego uh, current players as we're already over time. Um, yes. What about you? All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so tip of the week is where we go through it. And either I give a general gaming tip or something for a specific game. Last week, people enjoyed when I gave a general gaming tip. So this is going to be another one of those. So this is tip of the week. All right, so I always encourage people to kind of learn 
more about what's happening in their games, uh, some of the technology behind them. And I think an excellent way that you can do that, and you can do it generally, generally for free, is to play around with some game development. Uh, one thing is, if you want to understand maybe why there's some limitations in games or why they're doing certain things, or maybe even like we predict sometimes when some cool things are going to happen in games, because we can see that, for instance, on the Unreal Launcher, they and, and Unreal Editor, they've added some additional bil- abilities to more recent versions of Unreal. But then we know that some of these big titles are going to be implementing some of those features. So if you uh, if you find yourself as as kind of a, a technology minded person uh, and maybe even interested in learning to code or uh, even if you're good at graphics or something like that, there are aspects of game development that you can actually try. Uh, one thing is in this past uh, Humble Bundle, one of the latest ones they released here recently was a Unity bundle. Uh, and, and so if you're interested in Unity, Unity is one of the most common platforms of development that are out there right now. And uh, it's it's the one that's probably has more users than, uh, than Unreal. I mean, there's more people developing uh, Unity games currently than Unreal games. But they have a bundle that gives you access to some assets and some tutorials and things like that to kind of get started, uh, music even, to get started in, in uh, game development. Also, Unreal, which uh, which is made by Epic, you know they make for, uh, Fortnite and a number of a couple other games that, and a lot of the games that you play are made with that engine. You can go in there and actually load their launcher, the same one that you use to launch Fortnite, and open the editor. and uh, And inside of that that section of the of the launcher, they have a uh, a section that you can actually go and, and get tutorials and samples free uh, that have free assets in them characters and you could start playing around with and getting used to game development uh you may not be a pro overnight but it will give you an idea of of how it works and if you find it this thing i mean it just it takes playing around with it you may find that it's something that you uh you can can figure out and and actually enjoy doing and anyone has the ability to pretty much make some of these games that you play uh, with enough time and with enough uh, figuring things out. So I would encourage you to go and, and just look into game development, maybe watch some tutorials on YouTube. There's lots of good things on there that are totally free. And and for me, I think it would be most beneficial because then you understand, well, why does why do games not have this? Or why do games have this? Why do they do things a certain way? Uh, and that's one way that I'm able to tell you, okay, in this game, I see this. And I may see it a little bit differently than you it's because i've looked at how it's it's actually done and and anyone can do that so if you're interested in game development as i said right now humble bundle has an a uh, a unity bundle out there right now there's also a lot of free assets and uh, things for the unity engine also for epic which personally is my more favored one um if you do know coding uh there are they do use slightly different languages uh unreal uses c plus plus and uh and with unity they use c sharp so if you're interested in that go check it out and uh hopefully you know some people will take that as a little bit of inspiration and get into game development because uh you can do nothing but benefit and make yourself uh more understanding of of what's going on with the game market so that is tip of the week yeah i might uh i might hop into some video game but i got an idea for a game <laughs> yeah i heard yeah it, it might be pretty interesting um 
uh, just uh, again, um, real quick before we get out of here, uh, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube for the rest of the PAX videos before next week. We will show them on next week's show, but if you want to yeah. get them right away, uh, I'm going to have everything posted to YouTube. All eight interviews will be posted to YouTube by the end of this week. So they'll, they're up there. The first four that we showed on today's show, uh, three of those are up on YouTube right now. Rend will be going up right after the show. And then um, over the next couple of days, we'll get those the final four videos up. And um, hopefully we'll start getting our uh, connections with the people we talk to, get to schedule some interview dates. and These interviews, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. Because as, as Nick said, when it's right now the day after these, these people are getting back from Nobody's having a very long week and weekend uh, doing this type of thing, they're not going to, they need a, a, at least a week probably to really respond and catch up with their emails and get things arranged. So as soon as we can, and as soon as they're able, we're going to start lining uh, interviews and things up with these different developer studios. And, uh, and I'm excited for some of the things that we're going to get. So it'll be fun. Yes. Um, again, real quick, I want to, um, I want to thank our friend uh, Camper and Brock Vaughn for the uh, subscriptions and PHVCK during today's program. Appreciate that. And um, special shout out to our friend uh, Sean and Lance, who uh, were incredibly helpful with yeah. uh, with us at PAX West. If if we didn't have them there, the show would have been, we probably wouldn't have talked to half the people we talked to because it was, it's just, it's so much to do with just two people. So Big shout out to those guys. And it was fun. Um, Sean, like I I met you and Sean about the same time. It was fun to get to meet him in person. Yeah. So. Yeah, Brian loves meeting younger people from the internet. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I had nothing to do with that part. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, it was a lot of fun. A successful trip. Um, oh, Lance brought an unboxed copy of Hero Quest. Uh, Hero Quest. We live streamed that. Uh, we live streamed the, the playing of Hero Quest, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you uh, go check out the uh, the VODs on Twitch here, the pre recorded ones, it was Saturday night. We played Hero Quest, and um, it was a lot of fun. Streamed it all on Twitch. Uh, we we successfully beat the the campaign, the first mission, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a we had a really good time, and again, it wouldn't have been possible without. The, the Twitch Prime subscribers, the Twitch Bit people, um, the the uh, Humble Bundle subscribers, the direct donations through PayPal and Streamlabs, and the Amazon affiliate program people. So without without any of those, without those sources, without those sources of revenue, there is almost a zero percent chance that PAX East last year or PAX West this year would have happened, or events going forward. They're just yeah. they're just too expensive. We can't. Just, we just can't afford to do it. They're, they're, yeah. These events are incredibly expensive. Between all of us, we had a couple thousand dollars tied up in the event, um, and it was we were able to sub, we were able to offload some of that due to the uh, due to the donations and all that other stuff. So I really, really do appreciate um, uh, everybody's uh, every, everybody's help and uh, and support on making that possible. I really do. Yeah. All right. So ready for this raffle? Yes, sir. What do we got? All right, so congratulations, Musty. Hey. Musty, a uh, long time. Uh, he was one of our original guys from H1Z1. H1Z1, right? he's been with us a long time. Us, so. Oh, and by the way, quick note, Musty and myself will be playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is now backwards compatible on 
the Xbox One. So if you have an Xbox One and Modern Warfare 2, hit Musty or myself up in Discord. We'll set a time. We're going to play some backwards compatible uh, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, Musty says he's been watching since episode three. Nice. It's pretty impressive. We're on, we're on 190. This episode 190. I mean, that's, that's a long time. I, I don't know what the hell. He must Sean just did it. Sean did a follow age and it says 1,290 days ago. That's a, that's a long time. I believe that he's pro- he was one of our first followers. If I had to guess, yeah. that date looks very it's close. Crazy to that our- we've been doing. It's crazy that we've been doing it that long. I wonder if it'll tell me what my followage is. Uh, huh. It says I'm not following the channel. I don't know how that's. Uh, that- I guess I don't know. I guess well, that's not possible. I'm January 18th, so I'm I'm one of the originals. You're, original you're, the, OGs, so. you're, you're the OGs in the chat. Oh, man, yeah. we got a lot of 2015s in this chat. That's a problem. You guys are all mentally ill if you've been <laughs> listening to this since, since 2015. Alrighty, folks. Um, thanks to everybody. Really appreciate it. We had a really good time out at PAX. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess we'll say, uh, Brian, where can? Uh, well, thank you very much. Appreciate your help and uh, and uh, yeah. support out and, there. We uh, had a, really had a good great, time. great time. Thank you for. Yeah. For making all that happen, especially with equipment and everything and yeah. editing. So absolutely. All uh, right. If you want to find me, God, you ready for this at Boise computer on Twitter. Of course, my blog, biteoftech.com and make sure you go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. We have lots of links that we didn't get to today of, of some new updates that happened in the past week. So make sure you go there and click the latest episode, uh, one ninety, and that will give you all the information that you need of, of things that we skimmed over at the very end. Um, also make sure you join our discord. Maybe, uh, maybe if you're not a member of our discord, that's a great place to go and, and give us news that we can talk about on the next episode of the show. Also, everybody hangs out and chats and, uh, it's, it's what keeps the community together. You know, even between games, also our steam group, if you want to get notifications of our live show. So if you want a little pop up right before the live show starts, uh, join the steam group. And I always do that before we go live. Uh, we have our YouTube channel. Make sure that you uh, are subscribed to that and also that you have the little bell notification on there if you want to watch the, sh- the show after the fact. And then all of our podcast forms. So if you're looking for the audio-only formats that maybe you can listen to at work for some people, on the way to work, uh, and uh, maybe just on, on a go on a run or something like that, uh, we have those on every platform for the podcast. If we're not on the platform that you expect us to be on, make sure you let us know. And then we can get uh, get ourselves added to that. Sounds like a plan. Very good. Thank you very much, Brian. And um, I will see. We'll see you Friday night. We're playing some Fortnite. Oh, hold on. Let's see. Playing some uh, playing some Fortnite. <laughs> playing some Fortnite Friday night. I'll have my. I've got. I got a little. I've got my foam Fortnite axe here. It means I'm a real, uh, real, real hardcore gamer with this. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll get all kinds of so I got yeah look a at Twitch this. got a whole bunch of cool swag. Um, well, we can go with that in the after show a little bit. Yeah, we, we got some cool stuff. So. Yeah, see if you're tuning in, if you're not tuning in live, you're gonna miss out on it. So uh, thanks everybody for tuning in, Brian. Thank you, and I'll see you uh, see you Friday night for Fortnite. Okay. Alrighty, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Infection, episode 190 of the podcast. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. All the information, all the links are on our website, infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time.